0: Visit Arcade Club, Europe's largest classic arcade, with over 200 video and pinball machines. There's classic consoles and computers. There is also PS4s, Xbox One's, Wii U, PC and Oculus Rift, and regular tournaments and competitions. All machines are set to free play. Open Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays. Check out arcadeclub.co.uk for more details. Tenpence Arcade are proud members of the Throwback Network and the Retro Junkies Network. Men, women, children and animals of the earth, welcome to the Tenpence Arcade Podcast. I am... <laughs> I am, Sean, in your face, Holly, and you are, sir, when you finish drinking your coke. Victor Marland. Hello, I am also
1: known as Vert Vic. Hey, we've got a posh voice already. Eh? And this is the Tenpence Arcade Podcast. Welcome, listeners. Yes, you're right, Vic. Yes, not too bad, thank you. How are you, old son?
0: I'm alright, thanks. Do you, talking about animals, do you reckon dolphins listen to podcasts?
1: I hope not, because I usually give Echo the Dolphin a bit of a slagging off.
0: Mm. Mm. He was alright, him.
1: Ugh, boring, fishy thing swimming around in a blue screen. Nah, boring. Anyway, a really hard nose. Talking about animals, yes. that's a good yeah. segue onto... You know I said last time I was going to go back to New Zealand Story and mm. try it on easy mode. I yeah. actually have done that. I played it earlier. Is it better? just the same impossible ridiculous oh. however when i was playing the ps my pi 3 with all my emulators on it the other day i played some NES games and the NES game of it is quite good uh, it's easier and makes for a much better home console game which we sort of concluded when we did news in the story didn't we
0: yeah
1: so although the chicken thing that you play kiwi whatever it is does look a bit anemic and sometimes you can see through him He's that thin, you can Ooh. see through him. He's not brilliant. The poor old Ness. Oh, bless the Ness. He's a ghost chicken kiwi. Other stuff I've been up to lately. Uh, playing a lot of Phoenix on my little cab, my new little cab. And also nice. Ladybug on the wall mount. Boo! But when I was playing on Phoenix, on my little Phoenix cab, I encountered the 200k glitch. You know all about the 200k glitch, don't you?
0: Yes. Yeah. But
1: I encountered it on the mothership level a phoenix so the glitch we will explain in a future episode because we will review reviewing that before long because yeah. i, I want to choose it because it's a brilliant little game i really enjoy it uh so that'll probably be one of my next picks probably unless i change my mind but yep. getting that glitch we talked about is odd it's an odd place to get it on the motherboard on the mothership level and i've never seen it on that level before so yeah not sure i, I do know why the glitch occurs and we'll get onto that later on what have you been up to before I go into millions of things I've been up to? Because I've been doing quite a bit lately. Because the week before, when we did the last podcast, we hadn't really been up to much. The week had just flown by, hadn't it? The two weeks have flown by. We have not really mm. got up to much. So this time, I've made up for it. Not consciously, but I really have been doing lots of things. It's been great.
0: Yeah, I've been up to, up to loads. I've been to Arcade Club twice for the two weeks. I've been playing loads of our featured game, which we'll talk about later on. You've got and really I've also... it, haven't you? Always this, always blinking brilliant. Oh, and I've also gone back for some reason to playing Moon Patrol. What's possessed you to play Moon Patrol? It's a good game, but what's possessed you to play that? I don't know. I really like it. It's always bugged me that I I never looped it. And by a loop, I mean you do the first stage, and then as a championship course, you finish that. When you turn
1: into the red um, moon buggy rather than the pink one?
0: Yeah, and then okay. when you finish that, it says championship course two, but it's exactly the same. So I call looping the game, doing them two courses. And last night, our K-Club, after many, many swears, I did it.
1: I did oh, it well cause there's, a,
0: there's an element of luck, I think, with it, where the bo- some of the bombs that the flying saucers drop, you just cannot dodge. Oh, right. You so, cannot shoot them, though. Yeah, you can, but uh, some of them speed ahead of you. And then fire backwards, and the bomb is like goes in an evil arc. Not a normal arc, an evil arc. Evil arc. <laughs> And then you get you get exploded to death. exploded so, to death.: I've done it, and I was jumping around like a nutter.: Well done. Yeah. I always thought of loop was the first stage, and you know, I used to be able to
1: do it, but I sort of yeah, not very good at that game. So yeah. other stuff that's been happening is uh, Vip and Mrs. Vip, Kerry and Ben. Yes. came on last Sunday for the Easter holidays. They had a break, come around to see us. And we as usual, day out of eating and taking in London stuff, which we like to do to them. Uh, we were also near the Four Quarters East in Hackney Wick. Uh, it's actually the Olympic Village. So I decided it'd be incredibly rude if we didn't go. So we went. This is Ooh, the new you, place. You lucky gets. Yeah, the place is pretty big. Uh, I reckon we can get a few more cocktail cabs in there. There's a little bit sort of room, which we can probably squeeze some more in. Uh, there are a few, quite a few crowd pleasers in there. You know, sort of like the gun games, the slightly more modern games. Cut the pinballs; they have my favourite pinball. World Cup '94, which I tried to steal, but they didn't let me have it. Mm. But I did enjoy Space Invaders, a Midway cocktail with a big screen in it, which is a weird cab, mm. and also a uh, Galaxian Midway cocktail. But the Space Invaders has got the little, the little knobby sort of lever rather than a joystick or buttons. Oh yeah, I thought Galaxian had that, but this Galaxian had, I think, buttons on it. Because it's the big table, the sort of 19-inch screen table, you know, the, the American versions of it. Right. Nice machines to play on, though. I really enjoy playing Space Invaders on it. It's great.
0: Is the place actually bigger than the other four quarters?
1: I don't think it's bigger. It seems wider. But the other place has got mm. a downstairs and sort of an upstairs as well. Yeah. But it's a really nice, nice place to be. But as well as the crown plays, there's a few old games. I think they could probably do with some more older games. But they did have My Old Asteroids, My Good Old Asteroids, which is looking a little bit war-torn now. It's been moved around and used quite a lot, but still plays just as the same as it did. Great. Yeah. I also had a go on The Invaders. You know the Zachariah version? The Zachariah version, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I quite like that version. It's got really weird quirks in it, and the game's got a few glitches on it, so sometimes bombs appear in the middle of the screen. It's just obviously a old board, and it's just playing up a little bit. But it still plays fine. But it's got some really weird TTL sound effects which I really like. Odd sound effects as well, but really good. I always thought it was exactly the same. No, no, it's a very different game. The Invaders oh. are totally different. The ship across the top moves a lot quicker, and it's got quite different sound effects as well. And the board's oh, really? totally different inside. It's a really weird board to work on, apparently. I also had a go on Lucky and Wild, which is I think, yeah. it's that space... No, something criminal investigation. That one. SCI. SCI yeah. two is it, or one of those gun type drivey games? But this one is the sit down version. So VIP was driving, and I was shooting stuff with both both shooters. It's a weird cab, that, and it? it's very strange. It's, it's quite rare. I've only seen one other before, and that was in the Isle of Wight, I think, near the Needles. But it's quite a fun little game to play if you like the sort of you know that sort of uh, the the three D driving type. Game with those kind of chunky graphics with all the sort of movement and stuff. It's not my kind of game, but it was fun to have a quick go on. I've got some pictures of me yeah. sat in it looking really groovy as well. So that was fun there. Quite like it there. And also, I only found out sort of a couple of days later that there was going to be a meet. I sort of did know about the UK VAC meet. And there's a bunch of people going uh, on the Friday. And I couldn't make it on the Friday because we had loads of stuff to do at home. But I would have gone then. But, you know, I'd just been a few days before, so I have experienced it. Another good thing I quite like about that bar is there's little booths to sit in. Rather like yeah. sort of little snug booths, like old-fashioned snug booths with like vinyl seats and stuff. And in the walls, they've got like a CRTV, CRT TV and a couple of consoles in each booth. So the one we were sat at had a Mega Drive with, uh, I think, it had Sonic 2 in it. And they also yeah. had a switch, a button you can press, and it swaps it over to Dreamcast, which was playing Soul Calibur. So that was nice. really, really cool idea. The one next to us, I think, some people were playing Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of fun, actually. I really like that place. Really nice-looking place. It's obviously brand new, and it's got a really good vibe to it. It's good drinks. There's a lot of pint of Guinness. Oh, nice.
0: When can I come think? down, yes. which is in a couple of weeks, can we go, or is it too far?
1: Uh, yeah, I suppose we can go. Why not? Mm. It'll be Friday night, so we can't stay at two legs. We've got an early start in the morning, I think. Yeah, we can go there. Yeah. Why not? Flying, aren't we? Flying to Stockholm. Flying to Stockholm. Yeah. And we might get. We might have a Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we need someone to kidnap us, though. Yeah, that'd be all right.
1: And then we'd really like them.
0: That some really gorgeous, beautiful young ladies could kidnap us if anyone's in listening in Stockholm. Yeah. Because then it'd be a lot easier to develop the syndrome, do you reckon? Do they
1: like saunas there? Is it, is it Sweden? I'm sure K-man's going to tell us all about Sweden.
0: Mm, these are all stereotypes, aren't they? Of course they are.
1: Silly stereotypes. But we're yeah. silly people, so what do you expect?
0: Come on. Yeah, we are. Yeah, I'm all right. You're a bit silly. So
1: that was on... The Sunday. I've the Sunday, the Saturday, the day before, I went to Alex's garden party, stroke barbecue get-together. That was a great little meet. I took along my little Frogger VFD, uh, stroke arcade Mashup, and also my Konami 573 motherboard, which has got the Konami classics in. I it's a great board, that I rammed it in the back of the Goliath. Oh, rammed right it up in the there. Goliath. Right up the Goliath. <laughs> Alex has also got an Asteroids Deluxe, which is a loner from Harry Bolt which is next to that. Then Alex's other Jammer cab, which came from the Nest for Life Kent raid. And he also, someone brought him a 19 and one PCB in it. And of course, Alex's Nintendo arcade machines were in the main lair, Nintendo lair at the back. And he had a bunch of consoles all playing. His little girl was playing the Switch, Zelda Call of the Wild, which is quite a good little game. Everyone seems to love that game. Everyone's getting into it. Loads of people. It's quite good. I even dragged the Skyskipper into the new Summer Playhouse for a high score challenge, and everyone got right into that. It's a good little game. He has it in a Popeye cab, which he's doing up at the moment. Yeah. A great day out. wasn't as warm as it should have been, though. I had to sort of forgot to bring me jumper. Stupid weather. It was nice, though. Alex is a whiz with that barbecue. I like black burgers. Hey, can one of you other men come over here and comment on the meat while I'm cooking it? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah. Black burgers are yeah. great with tomato sauce. It was good, actually. <laughs> uh, I, 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 did like, I had to fix something as well. There were some bits in the Goliath that needed, was it the Goliath that needed fixing? or well, there was a pinball there. It was a bit rough, which never sort of really worked either. We were sort of fixing bits on that. So that was good because that, that, that Konami 573 board of mine. On the, there's a settings chip in there, an EPROM which saves the settings, and it doesn't save the settings anymore because think the battery's gone on it. So mm. when you turn it on, there's no high score saved, and everything is as loud as possible. It's like on volume 10, and it was really, really loud. So I had to get in there, make a sort of makeshift switch for the test button, put it into test mode, and then lower the volume a little bit so it's more playable. God, it was so loud. It was unreal. It was just, I know Alex likes <laughs> the machines loud, but this is stupid. There's like someone shouting in your face all the time. It's ridiculous. That's.
0: I know it's emulation really isn't it but it's a Konami board
1: it's an original board yeah it's
0: got a CD Mm. drive on it and I think it's got a a protection
1: cartridge so you can't run it without the cartridge in there they're usually Mm. used for DDR machines Konami 573 but that's the only decent game you can get for it really
0: right oh I didn't know that
1: yeah yeah. so it's a quite expensive board but there's 10 good games on there and it's got one that we might be doing in the future
0: yes yes, (laughs) Yes, so I
1: can play play on nigh on proper hardware which is quite good
0: Brilliant. I've
1: also been fixing loads of arcades. I've done so many little jobs in the arcade. Uh, the Phoenix of the day, I put a new bulb into it, a new flow tube. And when I turned it on, it immediately blew and took out the fuse. I was like, for God's sake. I'm so miffed with using these silly old flow tubes, because half the time they don't work or you need to get a new starter. And I have found out in two cabs, the two wall mounts I've got, the Ladybug and the Cosmic Alien, just took the bulbs out, because they've been in there for God knows how long, and cleaned the contacts on the end. There's two like, little plug contacts on the end, on each yeah. end. And they get corroded, because they're sort of like a coppery brass type of metal. All yeah. I did is just filed them slightly. Just get a, sm- a very fine file, or some wet and dry, give them a rub up, and they work perfectly. They don't even need starters in there. They work without the starters, because they just come on straight away.
0: Right. So I fixed
1: those two, and I tried that with the Phoenix, but it blew straight away and took the fuse out. So what I did is I actually disabled the, I think it's 240 or 120 volts, I can't remember, it's, it's like big volts into it, because it's mains voltage. I disabled that, cut the wires, and actually put a strip of 12-volt LEDs across it. You've got these sticky, I've got like a big long reel of it, where you get got these little yeah. LEDs on it, and it, it's got LEDs in it now, and it runs just off 12 volts. So it runs just off the normal, normal sort of jammer power. And it's so much easier, and they don't run hot, they never wear out. And it's just it's just a modern equivalent. I think half the time you just get do away with this old stuff that you don't even see, and put yeah. new stuff. In. As long as it lights up that marquee, who cares?
0: Last weekend I was playing on James RGP's Zaxxon, right, and the marquee light was flashing, and yeah. I thought. I thought, oh, it's flashing in time to the music. That's really clever. How have they done that? No, no it wasn't. It was broken. <laughs> yeah, it was broken. I thought, oh, that's really good, that. So I said to James, oh, I like his accent. It's like flashing in time. I think it's flashing in time with the fire button. He says, no, it's not. No, it doesn't do that. No. But what you can get is I remember playing on, I
1: think it was one of the South Coast Slams. Someone brought Donkey Kong once. And as the music was going, the, the actual light was sort of pulsing in time with the sound, but the machine was really rough. It was sort of really worn out. And it obviously, when, when the mains power comes on to power the light, it's a lot of power um, pull-down as it as it kicks in. That's what you need the starters for, usually, which is just a capacitor. And it's pulling it down in time with the music. It was obviously a problem there. Yeah. And that's what it was doing on that new wall mount of mine, that ladybug, is when I turned the machine up, it was sort of flickering on, and the, the screen was coming on and off. And I think that's basically what broke a part of the mono, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. And I think nowadays it's just you don't need those flow tubes anymore and they're quite hard to find nowadays it's getting harder to find because they're low they're sort of normal voltage normal mains voltage but they're low powered things mm. and they're getting harder to find i think just don't bother with them anymore as long as it lights up your marquee who cares just put a modern thing yeah in there. they run a lot not, less power they're cooler you know
0: that sort of stuff it's not needed is it yeah so any other stuff you've been up to oh yes Oh yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Oh yes. Last weekend last weekend was it? Yeah, I helped James RGP out with the Play Expo Leeds event. Oh cool. in, What was that like? In Leeds, it was fantastic. It was brilliant. And I've I've done a little ten minute audio diary because I've not done one for a bit. Yeah. And we shall put it in here. Okay. Hey kids, it's a while since I've done an audio diary. And this one's gonna be the setup, the show day, and the teardown of Play Expo Leeds in uh, Leeds. I've just arrived at Retro Games Party's unit in Blackburn, James, and the 40 of vehicle's already here to load up. It is, what time is it? It's quarter to one on Good Friday. So we'll load that up and then take it from there, bye. Three o'clock on Good Friday. The truck has been loaded and has left James's lockup. That'll go back to Preston and then it'll go to Leeds tomorrow morning, seven o'clock, where we will offload it. Seven o'clock in the morning, man. Anyway, that's it. Bye! It's 6 pm on Good Friday evening and we're just heading off to Leeds now. Bye! Hello, it is about half 12 on Good Friday. We're in the Holiday Inn. In the middle of Leeds. We've had a few
1: beers.
0: You are? There's nothing good about it. <laughs> we've had a few beers. I'm here with James. You're going to read me a bedtime story, aren't you, James? Once upon a time there was an organized events company <laughs> that didn't have trucks turning up at seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, so, we've got so a, the people we've got to unload them could have breakfast. <laughs> yeah, we've got to load the offload, sorry, the vehicle <laughs> at seven o'clock in the morning. We've had a lovely Japanese meal, a Japanese meal. How good is that? Oh, it was amazing yeah really good and so kids um that's it i think <laughs> bye it's 10 o'clock at the Cent what is it centenary pavilion at leeds united football club all of the machines have been offloaded and it's a long drag from the offload point to where the arcade has been set up so there's 40 down there now we had a bit of a delay because the the first vehicle that turned up was all the consoles and stuff so we had to wait an hour and a half for them to leave and then we've dragged them all through and we're going to get some breakfast because we was in early and we didn't get any breakfast in ThorTel bye well kids it's ten to four and I'm tired actually I don't think I've got a lot of sleep so everything's well everything is in place everything's switched on the replay guys are doing well they're almost set up with all of their consoles and stuff, the traders are arriving the pinball guy's in and they're all set up we had a few problems a gauntlet chassis moved in transit shorting something and blowing a fuse that's what happens when you move stuff around the Gallagher graphics messed up but James fixed them by pressing down on the board (laughs) pressing the chips back into place I think the steering wheel went on pole position and it was just something underneath it that some kind of connection that needed doing again and now we have some gone wrong with Battlezone, but we'll get that fixed. But apart from that, it's looking good. Well, oh, that's road Roadrunner, that's, that's well loud. Okay, bye. Bye. Hey, little kiddies. It's half past six on Saturday evening. I've left Leeds. I'm driving back to arcade clubs. I love it, and I miss it. I miss it like a, a drunk northerner misses a kebab. So I'm going back there. I've left James at Leeds. I've just said that. Don't know. And he's going out the replay, guys, tonight. I'm going back to our Arcade Club to see, see the pinballs at 8 bit flip and also to play Centipede because I want to play that in a cab now. My ball skills <laughs> have improved. My ball skills have improved. I've been playing on that trackball all week. So I'll see how well I do. I've been playing Millipede after the setup, after we've finished setting all the cabs up because that's one of the cabs there. And I got 67,000 on that. But that's from a start of 36,000. That's not bad. So I'm getting better. So everything's working. And I'll have a good night at arcade Club tonight and then drive back to Leeds tomorrow morning for the events proper. All right. Bye. Kids, it's nearly 11 o'clock at night and we're on a centipede off. What's your name, sir? It's Mr. Charlie Farr. Mr. Charlie What's your name, sir? Poppy name? Your name's Sean's not going home yet. <laughs> Mr Tronard's there. And in the lead is me with 288,000. No, Charlie Farr's winning. But everyone, everyone, yeah. Everyone is so addicted to this game, it's fantastic. Centipede. Goodbye. It's eight o'clock on Sunday morning, Easter Sunday, and I'm heading back over to play Leeds after a good night at Arcade Club and a comfortable sleep at home. I'm listening to Radio 4 and some hymns because it is Easter Sunday, but I'm not impressed because it needs like a drum beat or something, or a bass line. Oof, 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 And you can't even hear what they're singing. It's just a bit muffled, you need to sort it out. Anyway, goodbye. Five to ten, five minutes before opening. Everything's working, just a few last minute adjustments. James has turned the crazy taxi track mode off to save our sanity. Because it's just getting on your nerves after a bit. It's all right walking past it once. For <laughs> uh, 12 hours? Goodbye it's 530 on Sunday the show has got half an hour to go it's been a really good show it's been well attended, it's been very busy and all the machines have behaved themselves Punch Out went a bit funny and then went okay again Battlezone's been alright, which is good and that's it, everything is working and I've had a good day and a highlight for me would be seeing a Fairchild Channel F an old console from 1976 even before the Atari VCS as it was then I'm playing some weird game on that. And also, I'm trying a 1cc Moon Patrol. I've never done it before. I'm very close to the end. I'm going to do it one day, man. I don't know if I've got time to do it. I've got half hour left. And then, after that, we're going to tear down and then get everything ready for loading up tomorrow morning. So, we'll have a a relaxing evening, I think. Yeah, it's been a good day. Goodbye. 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 Hey kids, it's quarter to 11, I'm back in the bar with, at the hotel with James. The, we haven't loaded up the, the lorry, we've just moved all the cabs over to one side of the room because the other side of the room was going to be used for another event. But we couldn't do that until Replay guys had moved all the consoles out of the way, so we were stuck there from 6 till about 10, not being able to do anything. Ah, but but never mind. For the venue staff to make space for us to be able to yeah. move stuff as well. Yeah. but never mind it now we'll be quicker loading tomorrow morning so goodbye hello it is the morning of the 18th no it's not it's the morning of monday the 17th at 20 past 10 we've had a really good night last night had a few beers in the hotel and quite a late night not too bad nice breakfast today and we've come to load up the vehicles and there's been a mess up with the vehicles so the transport company has booked the vehicle collection the cab collection for tomorrow and not today so they're scrabbling around trying to find a 40 footer well two 40 footers, one for all the consoles and stuff to get here as soon as possible so we should have been loaded and away by now really 20 past 10 but we think it's going to be about another hour before they get here but this space that we're in at the minute, there's another actual event or whatever it is, or a show or something, that is starting at 12. So we've gotta be out. So that's a bit of a mess up. So we're gonna have a rush rush around, load the vehicle up, back to Blackburn from Leeds and offload their kids. Oh my God, bye. It's just gone one o'clock on Bank Holiday Monday. Me and James have finished loading up the vehicle that is now going back to Blackburn. And while we're travelling, we're having a bit of disc jockey. Mr. James Ruskin played a modern gramophone discotech record. (laughs) Isn't it very nice? A modern gramophone is a marvel of science. (laughs) Allowing the stereo mixing of two channels. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you later, guys. Goodbye! It's just gone 4pm and I'm home. I've finished the offloading with James at his unit. The truck driver's gone on his merry way, and that's it. It's the end of our adventure, my friends. The award for the most unfeasibly heavy cab of the week would be Zaxxon. Very, very heavy. It's either lead-lined or got an operator from the 1980s stuck in there or something. But that's it. It's all done. And I've worked out we've shifted between us. Well, There's 40 cabs. But we've had to, Because of certain things that's happened, we've had to move them six times. That's 240 lifts. Just two of us. The replay guys helped us with about ten, I think, on the first day because they were busy with other stuff. So that's why I'm knackered. But it was great. Really enjoyed it. And that's it, my friends. That is it. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.
1: There you go. So, what do you think to that? It was brilliant, actually. It's quite fun. I listened, to, yes. I listened to that work a little while back, and it made me smile. But I have got some questions. Uh, all right. I have questions. So the first one is, how is your bowel control now? Bowel
0: control? Or is it ball control? Ball, well, bowel control's fine. Ball control's getting there.
1: <laughs> getting there. Brilliant. Uh, question number two. Did you manage to remix some of those turgiddy dreary hymns with the help of your very own in-car Victorian DJ? Uh, no,
0: he's currently busy, but when he comes back we'll get some oomph, 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 oomph on,
1: yes. Excellent. And also, mm-hmm. were you unblocking your sink at the very end of the audio diary?
0: No, I was blowing the listeners a kiss, a big, big kiss like it that. It sounded
1: like you were either unblocking a drain or eating a long line of spaghetti. <laughs> Arcade spaghetti! Oh, you can't beat it. So you've also got a walk video on
0: Yo Yes, I've, I've checked that out. Kids, go to our YouTube page. Go to our... Yeah, it's like a page, but not quite. And you can check out our... There's, there's a few videos on there now. They're mm-hmm. all sort of in my shaky camera amateur mode, but you get an idea of the, yes. of the place. Yeah, it's good. It's very good. I will
1: put a link in the show notes for everyone to watch.
0: I also forgot to mention in that little audio diary that i had a chat with rob hewson who's son of andrew hewson of Houston consultants well, from the came 80s from
1: spectrums from those people
0: yeah and he's he's plugging his new game called hyper sentinel which is basically remember uridium yes it's sort of a hu- a, a pumped up version of uridium written in unity so you get all the scaling in it and that that sounds it's good f- to me fast furious lots of bullets going on and that shooting so-
1: stuff in face
0: Yeah, so good luck to him. I hope he does well with that, because it's a good game.
1: So do I, because I liked Iridium.
0: It was a brilliant little game. Yeah, blocky eight bit graphics. Eight bit. Yeah, yeah, not sixteen. Eight bit graphics. Eight or
1: sixteen are both good to me. Lots of colours.
0: Ooh. Mm. Um, we've got to talk about the back of Tronads' head. I've written this in, yeah. Talk about the back Because when the Play Expo leads when they were promoting the event, there was a couple of little you know, little promotion promotional pics that came up on Twitter and Facebook, and one of them was a long line of cabs with one guy with his back to the camera playing a game. I looked at it and I thought, oh, "That's troll ads." Yeah, and it was. It was troll ads. I think he's it's been silly head in the picture. Oh, troll that's Why are you so trolly? No, you're so all... trolly. Oh, you trolly troll. Yeah, so he's got his his famous as well. The back of his head is famous as hell.
1: Wow. Well, more arcade stuff I've been up to. I've been making a concerted effort to get arcade stuff done because I keep losing momentum. Not interest, momentum. So I'd start to do okay. something and I'd just go and play something rather than fixing something. But I've been I've been mm-hmm. at it the other day, right? I've been reassembling coin doors and marquee retainers, all that sort of stuff, hardware. Like I had powder coat painted. Alex's mate did it for me and I got them back and I was fixing things in. I had to recut all the threads with an M3 tap, though, because where the doors go, you screw the little M3 screws in, all the doors in, they get covered with paint. They get paint inside. You just get a, a, a tap and a tap wrench. It's an engineering thing to make to cut threads with. I was recutting yeah. the threads so the screws go in easy, otherwise you wouldn't get the screws in. Yeah, yep, so that sort of stuff as well. I've been playing a brand new jammer game I got. More about that in the pickup section.
0: Oh, oh yeah so It's a good one. Oh, yes, missus. Also, I've been messing around with Linux again. Well, tell, dist- the, tell the listeners why you've been messing around with Linux. Because Windows 10 is... Go on, give it a beating. I hate Windows. It's too slow on my laptop. I know a lot of people, my son uses it and he's, he's got a solid state drive and it boots it really quick and it's quick and that. But my, it's just got slower and slower on my laptop and, mm. and it's full of bloatware and stuff. And I, I have used Linux in the past of years ago. Yeah. So I've been messing around with it. i got it running on a couple of really old laptops, and, and they boot up a lot quicker than this does. In fact, a quarter of the time this than wow. this. And I've just got MAME running on one of them, and I've it, everything's more tricky in Linux. It's Even yeah. though Lubuntu is a lightweight version of Ubuntu, which is the most Windows-like version yeah. of Linux.
1: I know uh, see. a friend of my wife's is actually a programmer. She's a dev of some sort, and she uses Ubuntu. All the time, Mm. on you know, she gave up with Windows years ago, and I think once you give up with Windows, especially with me, it's a personal thing, I think. But I use I use Macs now. I don't want to be an Apple snob, but things just Mm. work. It's that simple. They just work. There's nothing. There's no difference between an Apple and a, a, a Windows based computer. It does the same sorts of things, but this thing just doesn't crash. It doesn't have problems. You don't really need to update stuff that often, and when it updates, it does it quicker. It's just just a preference, really, but. I think things are just easier when they work nicely. You know, I haven't got time to fix flipping computers all the time. I used to do it years ago to get right into it, but now I just cannot be bothered.
0: Yeah, it's, this thing now, it's its no slouch. It's like I've got a Core i5 processor in it with a, a GeForce graphics card and stuff. It's only about three years old. It takes like three and a half minutes really? to get on the internet from boot up.
1: Oh, my Lord. that is, That is slow. That's a snail.
0: I think from... I remember from about 2010 to 2012, I only used Linux. I completely scrapped Windows. Yeah. So, so I think I'm going back to it. You can get Skype on it. You can get Mame on it. You can get the graphics programs I use. So I'm yeah. I'm inching closer to it.
1: What the other the other option you do is make a Hackintosh. You ever heard of a Hackintosh?
0: I have not until you said, and then I've looked, at, looked them looked up. So it's a, a PC running Mac software.
1: Yeah. Because the Mac, Mac processors now are virtually the same as PC ones. They've just got eight, six processors in 64-bit ones. So you can mm. do that. It's worthwhile having a look at it because Apple computers are flipping expensive. That's the only problem with them. And they don't run MAME very well, which really bugs mm. me. It's the only reason I've got a PC in here still, so I run MAME on it. And obviously, one in my arcade machine. Anyway, never mind all that PC stroke Apple stuff. Tell me new things that have been going on in an Arcade Club.
0: New stuff in Arcade stuff. Club. Time Pilot now. They've got another Time Pilot and it has a Monroe stick. Oh, it's so good. I thought they, the one they had have had a Monroe stick in it, which is no. the swivelly type thing. They have, a gy- they have a gyrus with a Monroe stick. Oh, okay. But now, Time Pilot with a Monroe stick. They've also a couple of new games on the floor. On the floor. So a plan, shoot them up, Hellfire. Oh, yeah. New Zealand movie? story. Uh, um, I'm not. It's alright. You can change the bullets on it. So you've got one one button for fire and one button for changing the bullet. So Into one dinos. is like a forward fire, reverse fire, four-way fire, diagonal fire, and then there's all other sorts of crazy stuff going on. Ooh.
1: That's complicated to me.
0: Mm, it's all right. Do you say the new, new story? story? Yeah, yeah, that's what? just a, in a Goliath.
1: Oh, yeah, in a normal cab. And there wasn't an original cab, was it, unfortunately?
0: And Food Fight. Yeah. They've got an original Food Fight. That's
1: a great game. Why didn't you like it? says on here you didn't like it.
0: Uh, yeah. I, I, I haven't given it an hour, which is my rule, but I haven't yet.
1: There's nothing um, wrong with, with munching massive ice creams and lobbing stuff at pies. Uh, but chefs. you end up
0: running away. You, you do the first two levels and you end up running away from the baddies. And you haven't got time to turn around and throw your, whatever you've got in your hand like a pie or some mushy peas or whatever they are. Throwing some mushy peas at a show. They look like mushy peas. Probably so you haven't got time, So you just end up running away. I don't I don't know. There's not much to it. you just got to run from the right of the screen to the left of the screen. Basically, it? but it gets a lot of fun. I like it. Mm, I, I'm going to have to give it an hour.
1: You need to be educated, young man.
0: Mm, the stick's weird as well, isn't it? It's that unique stick on it. Isn't it? It's an
1: analogue stick, yeah.
0: Mm. I like the way his eyes move up and down with the stick, though. That's he quite has got
1: cool. he has got boggly eyes, which is quite good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yes, the pinballs have moved. Well, all but three of the pinballs have moved downstairs on to f- to a little side room on floor two. Oh, okay, that's good. Be- because they were getting so damaged by the children playing them, you know.
1: Oh, yeah. They're expensive to fix as well, aren't they?
0: Yeah, so hmm. now there's just three pinballs upstairs. Decent ones, Revenge from Mars, Adam's Family, and someone else.
1: They're very good ones. I like those ones a lot, actually.
0: Yes. Yes. And there's more retro cabs on floor two now. I know it's all dance machines and virtual reality and Xbox Ones and PCs, but they're, they're more, there's more retro cabs down every time Squeezing they go down. Squeezing the new stuff out. That's what I like to yeah, hear. Yeah, fantastic. Go on, get out of it. Get a, get a yeah, um, Goliath cab in there. They've got a Mahoosive, that's a word. Mahoosive? projector now on the stage playing, well, just, just for playing stuff. And last night it was League of Legends. There was... Um, live stream in the twitch stream which is not for us i know but it's bringing in a younger crowd so good luck to them
1: fair play it's good Mm. anything else before we go on to news
0: we've done tons haven't we but that's it yeah
1: i I can't think of other stuff i've been just fixing little bits in the arcade as well you know just sort of fixing little things i forgot to do and then needed to do the ladybug wall map which i've just recently got had a few little things needed to do, and I've tidied up wiring on it. It had about a foot of extra wiring on the joystick. I don't know what was on there. And it needs a new joystick. The, I think the original one on there, it's got a nice feel to it, because it's actually got little springs around it. It's a weird-looking thing inside. It's quite a weird industrial design. But mm-hmm. the way it hits the micro-switches isn't perfect, because they're sort of squeezed in a little tiny space. I'm just going to get like a, a zippy stick for it on a four-way.
0: Right. But
1: it has got a really nice ball top, which is an M8 thread in it, so I have to adapt that somehow which I can probably do with my lathe I'm just gonna get a cheap joystick and just put a four-way in there because it's a great little game I fixed the mm-hmm. light in that wasn't working properly and other bits and bobs which we'll get onto in the, in the tech section mm-hmm. and the cosmic alien needed the light doing on that and the lock i fixed that as well I made a little lock mechanism which is quite complicated and I've got to make a, a lock mechanism for the ladybug as well because those things when you you close them up with the front door there's like a two bolts go up and down to like lock it in position, which yeah. is quite difficult to explain, and I'm going to have to sort of rig something up to make. And luckily, I'm an engineer to do that sort of thing, because it's quite difficult to make otherwise. But I should get it going okay. They look lovely yes. next to each other. Oh, do like a wall mount. Nice.
0: So. Arcade news. Very important arcade news.
1: Oh, yeah. Quick, give us the news. Important
0: news. We're on a Kit Kat. We are on a Kit Kat. Yes. Thank you to listener Zipper, Baz Pats, Baz Pats. who uh, won a competition to put any picture on an actual, real, physical Kit Kat bar on the wrapper, <laughs> and he's, he's he's put our picture from, I think it that was... That was a revival from Yonks. Yeah, yeah revival we were 2015. Alex is cocktail table. Yeah, it was was Space it? Launcher. Space Launcher, yeah. We
1: had a great um, time watching Space Launcher, wasn't it? It's was a brilliant game.
0: And I was showing everyone it last night at Arcade Club and it was really warm in there and Tony said why haven't you just taken a photo because that's going to melt. I said, oh yeah. So he put it in the fridge You have to stop people eating it all night.
1: Yeah, mine isn't going to get eaten. I'm going to put it on the wall of my arcade room. Mm. I'm going to get a
0: little frame for it, a little sort of
1: picture frame and put it on there. It's really groovy. It's got a it's little brilliant. slot in the back of it so you can actually hang it up.
0: I might have to make a little perspex front for it to stop people getting to it and eating it. it yeah, it comes in a kind of... The, the box that it was delivered in sort of doubles as a frame, doesn't it, for the yeah, actual bo- con- chocolate bar.
1: It's really <laughs> groovy. I'll put a picture on the show notes for everyone to see. Groovy! You know, I was also... You know, we talked about the Kaboom arcade cabinet that was last time we talked. Mm. It, I, I had some problems, and the correction robots corrected me a few times. What it is, I've got the picture. I looked through me back through my notes from before, and it wasn't the Richie Knuckles one. It was the one that was, it looks better to me. This is actually the same shape as an Atari cabaret, same shape as like uh, Centipede, Dig Dug, Tempest. Yeah. And this one was from the Florida free play thing that happened, the one that um, John Studley went to and there's a picture yeah. of it which I'm going to put on the show notes so everyone can see it and I really like this cab I like the colour of it and I really like the, the way they've done it so I think the Richie Knuckles one was a sort of take on this right so it's really good I found it on Atari IO and I've also found some nice custom 2600 cabs uh, there's an Enduro racer, not the Sega one the Atari one and also a Yars Revenge cabinet which looks really cool it's really, it's oh, really wow. nicely done it's had proper artwork made for it commissioned for it it's really nice
0: There was a game at the Midwest Gaming Classic that the Pie Factory uh, guys mentioned, and also I've seen it on a couple of walk-rounds. It's called Cosmotrons. Yeah. There's a couple of links to look at it here. It's basically, I'd say, Gravitar meets Asteroids 4-player Battle-Off.
1: Yep. Have you downloaded it and played it yet? Because you can download a demo of it to play at home. I haven't, but I know you have. I downloaded it earlier and played it, and I hated it. Oh! But... Not to be negative, the reason I don't like it, it's just me. Nothing to do with the game. The game's really cool. But it's got distinct gravity effects, the dreaded inertia, like in games Gravatar, Lunar Lander, Thrust, that sort of thing. And I Mm. really don't get along with them. Just me. I just don't get along with it. If you hit any of the scenery, if you fall too quick and don't thrust out the way, you die. So your thrust takes a little while to come on. And in my case, I died a lot. It takes the fun out of a a very promising-looking game. I bet the multiplayer, which is four-player, with buttons like asteroids. So you've got left, right, thrust, fire, and I think probably a hyperspace, maybe. I don't know. A shield? I don't know. Mm. So I did, I probably wasn't playing it long enough and got used to the controls quickly enough. So I'd like to play the original cab. It looks really, really cool. And it would look really, really cool done on a real vector hardware monitor. It would. But it's. I think it's a PC-based game, a more modern sort of system. And if you could bounce off the scenery and maybe lose a bit of energy, perhaps maybe that's a good idea. I don't know. Yeah, but the idea yeah, is cause... you sort of you hunt each other down in this these mazes. It looks a really promising kind of game, and the floor pair, the four player cabinet looks really funky. It's really big, and it's got an extra mm. monitor on top for people to watch four players playing. So it's yeah. a great idea, and I like the idea. But it's just that I'm no good at it because I can't get on with those flipping games.
0: It is a cab that's been made to promote an indie game, isn't it? But yes. they did they did say in some interview that they would consider put making an actual arcade production run of it.
1: That's what we'd like to see, more games in the arcade. It does look like, it looks like a proper old vector game because it's done on a really high-resolution monitor, so it looks really pin-sharp. Mm. I do like the look of it, but it's just me. I can't get on with those games where you, you thrust away and it takes a little while to get you out of the gravity and stuff. It's just got a bit too much gravity for me, and I can't Ooh. get on. It's not good at them. It's me. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, the Four Quarters East has a review at timeout.com. We'll put a link in there. You, you've you've given a good review already, and so yeah, I leave that it. to the listeners to to
1: read. And you can have a look when you come down that Friday. Yeah. Oh yes. A new podcast alert. This is Game Music Guide. N Game Music Garden. <laughs> Garden of Game Music. Game Music Guide. N. This is Paul McCaskey, one of our listeners. New podcast. Yeah, uh, we'll put the link in the show notes for that. It's on Libsyn. I had a quick listen to it, and I'm going to listen to it properly at work, probably tomorrow. He sounds like a calmer version of me. Have you noticed that? Have you listened to it yet? I haven't. Yeah, I wouldn't have said that. It's voice to... sounds. I thought it sounded like me because I have to listen to myself when I edit this, and I think he oh. sounds like a calmer version of me. Very it's chilled. A very good-
0: very good podcast. It's, I think he's actually scripted it because it, it flows very well. You know, like written it all out and well, like what we don't bother you mean, doing. You mean
1: you mean put some effort into it? That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Unlike the the junk we put out. <laughs> <laughs> he's, lots of varied music in there. It's Vegor. fair Another one of our listeners, Neil Twenty to Five, Sixteen to Twenty Seven. He's done. He's done. only done a blog thing. He has. He's done a blog, and here's the thing for it: WordPress blog. And we're going to put the thing on a show notes for him well done neil yes neils
0: arcade diary dot com. yes yes i've read a couple of his little um entries into it he's, he's very good with the written word isn't he
1: he's good with words and, and pens and stuff and like and, what i am yeah like that yeah. he's brilliant it's yeah. very very eloquent yes so I enjoy that and i'm gonna follow that just like tony temple's blog that's also excellent
0: that's a bit, another very good one yeah
1: did you know there's an arcade in north korea Yes. I saw this ages ago, and I think we're repeating it. I don't know. Ow. But I put Ow. a note, some notes on there. It's from Kotaku. And it, basically propaganda from North Korea. Because North Korea, not cool. <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. go on holiday there. I wouldn't. And it's quite an interesting, it's like a promotional film for North Korea. Look, look at all these happy people playing the arcade. Mm. Yeah, there's one arcade. And, yeah, it looks quite false. Some good mm. games there, some, some weird-looking old games as well. Really old yeah. stuff, yeah. Um, but one of the comments made me laugh afterwards. I watched it, and it said, uh, after the video, uh, you see the high scores on some, of the, on some of the games, and they're all KJU, Kim Jong-un. <laughs> yeah. and it says, Lord help you or your family if you ever beat one of the scores. <laughs> I don't think they are that. <laughs> also, in our, not arcade news, but sort of console-y type, computer thing, 35 years ago, today... As we ZX, record, yes. As we got the ZX Spectrum was released. Do you feel old?
0: Yes. Yeah, I, I do. was twelve. Yeah, nineteen eighty-two. I was twelve.
1: I was nine, and mm. I remember playing on a friend's one. I think he had. An, oh he, yeah. He had an expensive forty-eight K one because everyone had sixteen K ones because they were cheaper. I think they were <laughs> 130 pounds the forty-eight K ones, and no one had that much money back then.
0: My no mate did. One. I used to go round his house and bug him. I, you know, he used to just say, "We're going out to play and our pushbike." Said, "No, can I ever go a jet set, Woolie? Well, it's not on Commodore 64 yet." So he used to sit in his front room, I and mean, his mo- mother couldn't watch Coronation Street or whatever. uh Oh. And they used to just wander around that mansion. And I, I was just. It was like an open world game when you were twelve. It absolutely it blew my mind. It we did. used to we used to play that at a friend's
1: house all the time, and then. Later on, I used to remember typing in pokes, which was a yes. cheap little cheat. Um, you used to write a little script, little program, and run it, and it would load the tape up with bits peaked and poked into the program to give you infinite lives and you know unlimited energy and invincible and all that sort of stuff. And I used to absolutely love Jet Set Willy back then, but when Can I, I look at it now and play it now, I think what a load of old junk! It's full. People are going, no, it was it was full of bugs. You couldn't complete the game. It was actually there was program breaking bugs in it that you yeah. just couldn't complete it it's impossible you had to put like different cheats in to actually complete the game and it was just unfair i mean back then it was amazing i mean we were kids we were easily pleased but now you look at it and think this is crap it's but so the, bad manic Miner was way better
0: the atmosphere and the imagination and the levels
1: oh yeah it's full of but... weird and wonderful things
0: yeah, still, still brilliant to this day. I think
1: they did try to um, do new versions of it, and it was never as good.
0: No, Jet Set Willy Two had like another like sixty rooms bolted on, but they weren't created by Matthew Smith, no, and you could tell, didn't he? Yeah, you could tell there was just no imagination in the rooms, and the, you know it just wasn't that sense of wonder that you had with the first one.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean, but yeah, mm. you look back on it and I think that was pants. What was he thinking of? Why couldn't he do a program properly? yeah because back then mm. a lot of games they didn't have so many breaking bugs in I, I presume the games were smaller as well, so it didn't you know easy to sort of yeah. make maybe so yeah never really i did like it at the time but not now
0: no a tick attack that was another one that fascinated me because you could wander around a big was yeah. it, it wasn't a dungeon it wasn't a dungeon I think you could go into the dungeons it was a big big sort of castle yeah, like or something.
1: yeah something like that mm. but i mean you when you had like 50 rooms, that was unlimited to people with our tiny minds back then. 50 oh, yes. screens? How many screens? That's insane. It's madness. And finally, other news: yeah. we're yeah. on a Kit Kat again.
0: Yes, did you know we're on a Kit Kat? We're
1: on a Kit Kat. <laughs> that was Squeaky Giraffe. I counter your Squeaky Giraffe with. Oh, a resonant ping. Resonant.
0: Thank you very much, Zipper. We, we love them Kit Kats, and I'm trying very best not to eat it I'm not when hungry. It.
1: The other night, I didn't have any snacks, and I was looking at that thinking, no, leave it alone. Leave it <laughs> alone.
0: <laughs> Arcade pickups.
1: Right, I've been getting a few things lately. Uh, I got some £2 amps for, for quietening my Vectrex down. They don't weigh yes. £2, pounds, they cost £2 because they're very cheap. And I bought five. I don't know why I bought five. I'm an <laughs> idiot. They're tiny little things, so I'll probably use them for something else or give them to people who need one. Uh, another Frogger VFD game, I bought another one from Italy mm. and possibly going to make it into a titles, Arcade titles. Mini, titles. <laughs> but this one, the one I, I got, because I got one off Chris CMP. He gave me mm. it because it was a bit sort of worn out and it wasn't working at the time. And he had another decent one. But this one has got extra bits in it that the one original one I had doesn't have. It's got a Fresnel lens in it. You know those little lenses that sort of like circles and it makes things look really big? Yeah. It's got one of those inside. And it's actually got a little black marquee around the picture as well, around the screen, which I didn't have in my original. I didn't realise it was in there. So the amount of quality they put into this Japanese built thing as a toy is amazing for what it is. I mean, those things were probably about 30 or £40 pounds back then, which is a lot of money back then. And they're very simple games, but this one's really good. It's so well made, especially back in the, I think, 83 it was made, something like that. It's a quality you don't seem to get anymore, especially with toys. Toys mm-hmm. seem to be very throwaway nowadays and
0: cheap, you know. I'd like to um, like to have a go at that when I get down there. Yes, you the, the, the Frogger one. Yes. Because I've,
1: be awesome. I've got, well, at the moment, I've got the Frogger one I've put, the pie into playing arcade frogger which is nearly finished it's 90 percent done Mm -hmm. it's got sound in there now it's all working it's got its own separate power supply i've repaired the crack on the back one put a sticker over it to hide the crack because it was a bit broken and also put a little sticker on the front of it to hide the buttons i'm not using but it's really good it works really nicely and the original one i'll let you have a look at it with the original frogger game because the actual original frogger vfd game is really good it's a really good little version
0: more playable
1: than you could ever think to be honest with you. Than you. Can
0: possibly imagine.
1: Yes. Other pickup, proper arcade one. Ladybug is now in the garage. Boo! Ooh. No, it's brilliant. <laughs> Such a great little game. Shut up, Holly! You idiot. <laughs> more on that in the tech tip section because I've got a tech tip mm. on that actually. Uh, As the monitor stopped working, unfortunately. Hooray! No, I fixed it. Yay! Oh, uh, also, more important uh, arcade yes. news: Sky Cursor arrived last Wednesday. Round of applause. Let's just give one of these as well. Excellent. I I have really been enjoying it. It came last Wednesday. Really, really, really good. Uh, Chris from Griffin Air Attack has promised even more awesomeness on the next update, which is coming quite soon, I think. Hopefully before revival. Uh, When we get together on the 4th, when you come down, we go on the 5th to... No, I hope we go on the so it's 5th six, 6th one of the fifth days 5th 6th yeah yes when you come down we're going to play it together and we can do a proper review on it I think a recorded review I've put a yeah. few videos out of me unboxing it and also mm. I used Periscope for the first time which is a Twitter live broadcasty thing is it an app? I think so yeah yeah, yeah. but I think it's run by Twitter and it's you know, it works on Twitter and stuff so you can do live stuff so I did that and also you can watch it later on all that sort of stuff and I did a, a quick gameplay as well it's a really good little game it's really good and there's some stuff in there I didn't realise, I think they added since the last time I played it, because I played it nearly two years ago when I was in America, when I met the guys. Really, really good, though. Uh, I've been getting to grips with some of the mechanics, which there are loads, and there's loads of little hints they give you as you're playing it, and you, you do latch onto them and pick it up quite quickly. I really? think you'll really enjoy it. And I was also talking to Ross Ross, who was at uh, Alex's meet, and he's looking forward to playing it a revival as well, mm-hmm. so that'd be quite cool. Uh, I've got some T-shirts coming as well, so we're going to do a little high score competition at Revival. And winner of the day can pick a T-shirt. I'll hopefully it won't be me because I will be competing. Yeah, that's probably not allowed, (laughs) is it? (laughs) No. Um, So I'm really getting into it. A couple of high scores so far, but I don't think they're anywhere near what some of the people in America have been getting because they've been playing it for quite a while now. And it is quite a difficult game, but not too difficult. You can get into it and you learn things very quickly. I really like it. I'm just, it's annoying for me that not many other people in this country have played it. Because obviously it's yeah. arcade exclusive. So I'm going to take the revival and hopefully they'll get into it as well. Such a great little game. Really enjoy it. And it's opening up every time I play it. I haven't had have much time on it yet because I've been doing loads of other things. I've only had about an hour or so on it, but I've got it and it's mine. So I can play it whenever I like. Yay! Yep. Yeah. Way! Uh, I also got a PTC component, which I'll talk I about in the text. I love them. I'll bet you do. Mm. So it fixed the Ladybug above problem. Mm. Above problem. Thank God, thank God, It's above in our notes. That's what I'm talking about. I shouldn't read out everything I write. It doesn't ladybug, really work, does
0: above. It? Yes. Above the monitor. Above but,
1: the monitor. Yes. I also got another double jammer loom from Marty Smartin. Smarty Martin, Martin, Smartin, Marty. Because I made him a panel, so he gave me this thing. It's one of those... Things that you, you put in the cab, and you can put two PCBs in your cabinet, and you just press a button to swap between the two games. They're both running at the same time, and it just swaps the sound and the picture and the controls between two mm. games, which so nice. is really cool. So you don't have to keep taking PCBs out. You just hit a button, and off you go. It's good for me to have parties when people in and just want to swap the games around. So I've got three of those now in three different cabinets.
0: Mm. I have got some pickups. Oh, really? I've got 16 pickups. What? How many? You bought 16
1: cabs, how do you fit all them in your house?
0: Depends on how many biscuits you get in a pack I have got some biscuits ah. from GJ, Harris Gaz yes. Harris
1: So, And guess what they question, were My first question is, what were they? Chocolate Hobnobs Second question, where am yeah. I? You, yes, you look guilty young man
0: I have, I've eaten them all because you ate all the Australian ones from Darren Dasborg I'm
1: going to so pull it? your beard when I see you next <laughs> Yeah, but You ate all the ones before Yes, but you Yeah, explain uh, that.
0: You will probably eat the next ones.
1: You are a biscuit munching swine, sir. Oh, yes,
0: they're very nice. Yes. Actually,
1: they're not all gone yet. And any more arcade pickups I can think of? I don't think
0: so. You've been very, very busy with the pickups.
1: Yeah, enjoying them as well, which is the mm. main thing, enjoying those games.
0: Arcade Victorian Insults.
1: Now, this in Victorian insult this time is from some celebrity insulters Philip Byzantine Equestrian Heliotrope and the Archduke of Northampton and Garrison of Blackburn, Fergus Foxlow Wheelbarrow II. Yeah. I am constantly bemused by a pair of whopper-ups on the wireless. Who are these canary killers you speak of? The pair of flappers who are in fuzzy-muzzy about electrical visual parlour games.
0: Oh, card games? I fear you've escalated them before. Marlon and Holly. What? It's just not afternoonified for my tastes. Yes, Marlon. A tradesman, an absolute fishbagger. I have no time for him. The other fellow, Holly, he parts his hair with a trowel. A right old fly rink on that one. They're not up to dick, so let's give them the mitten and listen to the Pastry House to Workhouse podcast instead. Oh, yes. They are bang up to the elephant. Listener
1: Feedback Apart from the usual biscuit talk on Twitter, which happens a lot, yes. we have this lot. First one, Ed Horse. I feel bad for New Zealand Story not getting enough play and Metal Slug X got so much. Feels bad, man. Tempe score. Great podcast, chaps. I had New Zealand story on the Commodore 64 back in the day after playing it in the arcades. I was disappointed that the warps didn't work in the home consoles, which you mentioned, Victor. I don't remember it being that difficult either. We'll put more play into it, though. No trackball for the next game, so it'll be another token 10 minutes effort.
0: This is Mr. Trollnads talking about New Zealand story. I don't know what it is with it. I absolutely loved this game, the me. It just wasn't feeling it at all in the cab. And same with me, really. Well, and it me. was all right. And it me. was all right.
1: I think Mr. Tronis has hit that right on the head there. Mm. Charlie Farr talking about New Zealand story. Yep, the Amiga version was excellent. Wasn't really expecting it to like it in arcade form, but took to it immediately. Mm. He's one CC'd it now. The 10 pence effect.
0: He's one CC'd it at Arcade Club. Oh, he's a monkey. God he's gotta be good, hasn't he? Mm. And Tagster also said, I love New Zealand story, but there are some things like cheap cheap deaths that make you want to pull your hair out. Great game and great game and podcast today on form as usual, guys. And he's, he keeps trying to get us to play Slap Fight, Alcon. Yeah, but it's a good little game. It's alright, yeah, it's a lot of it depends you, you can get like massive power ups if you don't shoot when you yeah, start the game. There's some funny little
1: secrets in there, yeah.
0: Yeah, so everyone's can, going to use that secret. So
1: yeah, but it's, everyone's on the same level, level playing field, aren't they? He also ooh. sent us a really nice picture of some of his Funko mini toys, the, like the ones mm. I got. He's got yep. Hubert, which is really cool. He's trying to drink his beer in the picture. I'll put the picture on people to look at. And he's got the centipede and Mr. Frogger as well.
0: Mm. He hey, also
1: ooh. added he was requested ghouls and I put ghouls and goats. That was a typo. Ghouls and ghosts for us to review on the future.
0: Obviously, New Zealand story wasn't hard enough for him. Ghouls and goats, I would play that. Ghouls and goats. Mm. Ghost, go- ghost, ghost, goats. Anyway, masked dev, I love New Zealand story. Or Any, anyone who follows me on Twitter knows already. Tiki the Kiwi is both the cutest and most badass video game character of all time. He ain't scared of no leopard seal. He's got fam to save. Legend.
1: In an area. Mm. Tim Keeling, <laughs> looking forward to the next podcast. I'm a new listener. Didn't think I'd like it, but it's fab. Listen for about ten minutes so far, rammed with quality info. Thank you, sir.
0: Thank you. Yes, J loved the gameplay. Think it was, I think it was in a laundry mat when I was a kid. Good one, guys. Is he brother of K?
1: Cousin of L? Could be. Ian via the Tenpence Arcade website. Chaps, love the podcast, discovered it a- approximately a month ago via you lot guesting with RGDS Posse and tormenting the drisk about its frankly dubious taste in games. Very amusing. I've listened to all of 2016 pods, and the quality is consistently high. In fact, I'd go as far to say your best gaming podcast out there. Oh, thank you. Oh, I'm a child of the golden age and spent an inordinate amount of times in arcades in the early 80s. And it's in one of those dens of inequality... We ran into the game, which I humbly suggest you feature in your future episode, Venture. Ahead of its time and yet cruelly ignored. Come on, Tempence Arcade. Give it the love it deserves. Uh, That's it. Cheers for the podcast. Long may it run.
0: We'll put it in the list. Have you played it? I have played it recently before this message. It's very simple, isn't it? It's quite a good little game. I quite like it. Every couple of years I go back to it because I like the idea of it. You know, you're sort of... You go into the rooms. You can go around like a like the outside of a maze, and then go into the rooms, and they sort of expand out. Yes. But the the mechanics of it, like he fires an arrow, the little guy, and it's just slow and clunky, and he takes a while to turn around. And that he take a lot of getting used to this game.
1: Yeah, it's it's very eight bit, isn't it? Very mm, early eight bit as well.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure on it. I, I keep. I'd say every two years I have a look at it and think, nah, nah. <laughs> nah we'll, we'll do it one day, I expect. Well, we may do. So, Benson Rad. Listener number four. Oh, yes. Was a great podcast as usual, chaps. So I listened on Wednesday morning, been waiting for you to announce it so I could put my feedback up. I used to love New Zealand's story on the Amiga and Commodore 64 back in the day. I did have a bootleg PCB of it at one point, but it was upside down and nothing. Not even the dip switches would change that. Play on his head. Yeah, why not? Do a yeah. handstand. So I sold it on, so I've never actually played the game on arcade hardware. Possibly it's on one of those Taito arcade collections on the PS2 that I've played it somewhere, but not for very long. Does rather sound hard, though, from your podcast. Thanks for the tip with regards to setting up my X arcade stick. I'll try and get that sorted this weekend. Now that it will help me for Centipede playing, wish my millipede cab was working. Then I could perhaps have played alongside the multiple PCB mod.
1: Yeah, you can, get oh, a yeah. Mo- you can get a modification for Millipede PCBs that play Centipede as well, but not the other way around, because Millipede is slightly later hardware. Mm, I, oh, think, I think Davo's got one of those kits. Actually, It'd be a nice little thing to have. I wouldn't mind that in my cab. Pretty cool. Keep up the good work, chaps. Thank we, you. We will try. Tactical Genius, another great podcast, lads. I'm going to give a game a go, Centipede, and submit a score this week. Been meaning to for ages, but my main cabinet is outside in an unheated garage, so there's no chance over the winter months. We'll be playing with a trackball. I tend to have the X and Y speed and sensitivity quite high, so I don't have to move it much. Each game is different, though. I think the mouse pointer speed in Windows has an effect as well as the analog settings in MAME. In the last week, I've played Centipede 200 times. Previously, i played it maybe 10 times. The power of the 10-piece score hashtag. Very enjoyable. <laughs> I'm glad people are playing games. That's one of our uh, little things, isn't it, to get people playing the games with us, which is really cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, lots of people played this one, which is good. Silver Smurfer, which is is a good name. That is a
1: strong name, isn't it?
0: I like it. Yay, Centipede at last. Wasn't it rumoured that it was a cue ball for the trackball, or at least that size?
1: Right, engineer in the room. I believe it's the same size as certain cue balls, although US and UK balls are slightly different sizes. I've got Mm. a trackball somewhere with an 8-ball actually in it. Yeah. I'm not sure what size are, but you can get different sized ones. I think the UK and, and American are slightly different, one's metric and one's imperial sizes. Ooh. Neil twenty to five. There's a lot of feedback from Neil there. He talks a lot like that lad. Maybe you should do a blog about arcade stuff. It's
0: it's a long shot.
1: <laughs> ha ha Hi guys. First up, apologies. My feedback has been absent for a few weeks, which I shall flagellate myself afterwards. I have been listening. It just seems so busy with home and work stuff that it seems things keep slipping me by. Not had a chance to play much of the games either. A bit of Metal Slug, no New Zealand story. As much as I love Centipede, it sucks with keys and joystick and I don't have a mouse, despite the baiting of several traps around the garden. (laughs) Your last podcast amused me throughout. I like the new section, Victor and Sean's beauty and bathing secrets. I too love nothing better than a long soak in a hot bath. It has to be hot though. I mean redders. So hot. I had to grip the sides of my bathroom with all my might, slowly lowering my delicate bits into the streaming deluge below, turning lobster red in the process. <laughs> the old Victorian insults are getting better each week. Hope to keep these going, they make me giggle. Lots of arcade club talk, which is good too. Hoping to get there at the end of April for an all-day session and a sneaky Indian over the road. There was also a wealth of events come up this summer, which... It's great to hear and hope to see you and a few listeners at a few. I'll be playing Glasgow, Nerg, why I like, and play Manchester for skyskippering. One last thing. In your top 100 games, Victor obviously, included Dig Dug, he hates Dig Dug. Harumph.
0: Harumph. But that's
1: because he doesn't get it. So he's never bothered to spend time getting it. So, Victor, I hereby take you up on your kind offer to teach me, which I will. See you at Nerg first, where I shall recompense such learnings with copious cont- quantities of stroop waffles. <laughs> Keep podding. P.S. Please mention my new blog ventures, which we have. He says it's mildly crap in early Days. No, it's good. It's very good. It is good. And people will like it. If they like this, they will like his blog. So read that, everyone.
0: Mm. We have got a picture sent from Peter Kayman, Sweden, who we were have seen in two weeks' time. He's put our tenpence pence arcade banner, and then he's put Stockholm Syndrome, May the 5th.
1: That's quite sinister, isn't it? Yes. Stockholm Syndrome,
0: Do you reckon, May is the 5th. Do you reckon he's going to kidnap us? No,
1: but he's making us a lasagna, which I'm looking forward to.
0: Not that curry? Did I put him off with the, the stupid talk?
1: No, I think he's making a lasagna. Ooh. Oh. I do like a bit of lasagna. I'm like Garfield, me. Ian Ski. Hello, ten Tenpences. It's been a long time since I've given any feedback or anything. I got out of sync over Christmas, New Year period, with what having a long holiday, etc. Anyway, I haven't forgotten you. Long live the podcast. I'm very glad <laughs> you aren't doing an Arcade Outsiders on us. Just catching up on the last episodes now. New Zealand Story. What a great game. Like others, I played this on the Amiga. I seem to remember getting to stage 99 but never completing it. My yeah. memory is a bit hazy now. Also, I swear the old version I had used to be able to continue. I got another Amiga recently with the New Zealand Story and it doesn't continue. What's up with that? I do remember the first time playing the Roturia... Roturia. this place in New Zealand. I can't pronounce the name. I found a <laughs> secret way to avoid everything... And never since, I've not looked it up on the net, must do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Mr. John Munkus, hi, John. I love New Zealand story. We really wish we had it at Arcadia Retrocade. Another port of the game is found in Title Legends for PS2 and Xbox. Title Legends and Legends 2 are fantastic collections. Also, Arcadia has one of some of those vinyl figures you mentioned during the show, those Funko figures, mm-hmm. on display at the snack bar above the sink.
1: Well, where else would you put them? Mm-hmm. I have actually got both those Taito Legends on the, I think one on the Xbox One, the old Xbox, and one on PS2. They're really good compilations. I had them years ago before I even started arcade collecting.
0: Yeah, I I had them before Mame. You know, I think I had yeah. Namco Museum on PS1 and Midway Arcade Treasures on PS2. I had all of
1: them. Even back then, yeah. I was more interested in retro games than modern ones. I had yeah. had any modern games. Lewis Back Cave, another great podcast, should have entered for this game, loves the bit of New Zealand story.
0: Matthew Bridge, this game is well hard.
1: He's correct there. Gary James Harris of Giving You Biscuit Fame. <laughs> Has it been two weeks already? I like me some kiwi fruit and I always think of the game when I have some. Great game and gets difficult later on, those bloody
0: spikes. <laughs> Stupid spikes. It's Ross 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 Also thanks for choosing a trackball game It made me get my original MAME cab working again Been playing loads of other trackball games oh, we, We're we here to help Aren't we
1: And there is a picture you've put on the notes here Which is I think a screen grab from Twitter mm. And it was from the Drisk Paul Driscoll uh, And it says going to have to start calling you Grumpy Vic In fact I've just thought which one is you And which one is Sean Holly? And there's a picture of Tatler and Waldorf from the Muppets
0: yeah. Oh, that' what they're called. Yes,
1: because I I moaned at him. He was on about he's just back the Spectrum next that new Spectrum they're kickstarting with a really fancy yep. keyboard and extra bits and bobs in it. And I said you could have had one of mine, real
0: ones for forty quid. So I've got a few <laughs> Spectrum spare. So it's good. And you're grumpy. Yes, it does look a good project, and it's it's almost funded already. I bet the time this goes out, oh yeah, definitely, it'll be funded. Yeah, I have my reservations, but yeah. let's be
1: positive. I hope everyone enjoys it.
0: Hmm. Cool. Yeah. Shout out
1: for me. Everyone at Alex's little get together. Uh, I got to meet two people I'd met before: Nintendo Neil and Monster Mug Lee. Uh, and his little lad, who seemed to have more energy than everyone attending. He was running around like a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> he was really good. Obviously, VIP and Mrs. VIP, Ben and Kerry, for staying with us over the Easter holidays.
0: But yeah, I'm going to give a shout out to the guys from Replay who helped set up the Play Leads event. Got a really good set of guys, got on well with them. And because we're in so a close proximity for a few days, you know, you get you really have a good laugh and a few bits. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed that. And the listeners I met at Play Leads as well, the, the people I've met quite a few times, Chris Mooncrested Bootleg, Bobby Yiddell Moore, G.J. G. Harris with his biscuits, pa-chow, pa pachow! Yeah, and and... Two new listeners, Chris Beverly, and his son, Mm who've come over to say hello, and a guy called Lee and his daughter, and she took a photo of us. I think she thought, what are these two old men doing, pulling faces? (laughs) But she took a photo. I don't know Lee's surname, but shout out to them lads. Cool. And Lady.
1: And Lady. Uh, Grant Gunblade and RGP, James, for essential hints for the
0: next section. Oh, and Sean and Jimmy G from Pie Factory Podcast. I've just caught up with their latest podcast of Uncle Pooh, which we did. And they mentioned right, which we missed, that it could have been a hack of a game called Joinem. Yeah, and I've I've looked at this game. And it does. It you can see the very similar things.
1: Uh, I'm not sure too much about. Well, yeah, a hack actually, yeah, because it looks mm. like they've used the same hardware. Because the graphics yeah. are similar, the scrolling's similar, the sounds are a bit the same. So, Yeah, I think I think he's got a point there. Use the same hardware.
0: And I think I'll have to listen back to our podcast, but we didn't ever know if it was actually made into a cab. But Jimmy G has actually played one. Oh, an really? Un- Uncle Pooh cab, kind of. He said it was sort of a makeshift thing, and and Sean has seen one.
1: Oh, wow! Must be an American thing. I've never seen one over yeah. here. Nice.
0: Yeah. So shout out to them guys. It's a very good podcast. It's 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 coming along nicely. Obviously, not quite up to our standard, Mr. Marland. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right then, I've got a tech tip for a change.
0: Tech tips.
1: Yay. It's a quickie one, quick and dirty tech tip. So the monitor on my new ladybug decided to stop working. One of the fuses on the power board in its an old machine, remember, had blown. So I replaced it and it kept blowing. So if it blows, it's obviously blowing for a reason. So don't just keep replacing it it will keep blowing until you fix the problem that's what fuses mm-hmm. are for. I also noticed that the main fuse on the monitor chassis had also blown. I noticed it after replacing the first one so it obviously has nothing to do with that it's actually it had blown on the monitor chassis itself because I noticed a little scorched area on the glass, which is a giveaway sign but yeah. the thing was the way you test fuses normally is you get your multimeter out on continuity test to see if you know there's a, there's a connection and it usually mm-hmm. beeps at you if you've got a beep test. And it was beeping at me. So I thought, obviously, the fuse is okay. But when I looked at it, it had this scorched thing. So I took the fuse out, had a look at it under the light, and you could see it was broken, obviously not working. Mm. And when I tested it out of the machine, it wasn't continuity. It wasn't beeping, so it wasn't a connection. But when I tested the two ends of the fuse holder, there was continuity. And I thought, that's weird, because the reason for fuses is to break when they go bad. They signal, yeah. So, it was still, so there's obviously a problem there. And that's just wrong. It's not supposed to happen. So I phoned up that minute, Super RGP, R James, who's quite good at fixing monitors, and he was sort of stumped as well. So I did what he suggested and asked on the UK VAC forum about. It. I put a picture up, and luckily enough, monitor demigod Grant Gunblade reads these, and he suggested removing the thermistor, which is a part that controls the decoupler circuit, also called PTC. Remember. I- Talked about it oh. in the hiccups. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little black right. thing with three legs on. Some of them have two legs. And it controls the degauss circuit. You know the magnet that goes around the screen to get rid of all the funny blurry colours. Mm. It's that. So in hindsight, it was an indication that the degauss was on the way out because of the wobble and pulsing effect that was on the screen when I was playing the game. And also that light coming on that wasn't coming on properly. I think that is what knackered it. I think it sort of it wore out because there's a lot of voltage going through and on and off, on off on the monitor quickly had broken that circuit and done something to it to make this thing stop working. Or it might have just been time for it to go. It's been in there a long, long time. Yeah. So I think the Gauss was trying to function all the time, slightly given the weird effects, before it went into short circuit and blew the chassis fuse. The fuse on the power board still blows, though, even after I've replaced it. Uh, but this must be for something I'm not using, like a coin mech coil... Or something, because the game controls, monitor, and all the lamps work just fine. So I just Brilliant. left it blown. I just, don't worry about it. It still works. There is an addendum to this piece. And errata. No, just addendum. There's no errata. Oh. Oh. I got a new PTC from eBay, which was £6.20 delivered to fix a monitor. How cheap is that? I fitted it, and now when you turn the cab on, you get a healthy thump from the degal circuit, which brightens up the whole display of treat. So I'd say this one's fixed. All I need to do now is get a new 4 joystick from it with the game because it's not brilliant, the joystick, which is a bit jerry-rigged for me. Although I do like the industrial design. It's got springs on it and stuff. It's quite cool. Uh, but it certainly won't get me any high scores, which I'm trying to get on this. I also tidied up the wiring. There's about a foot of extra length of wire in there, which wasn't needed, so I tidied that up a bit as well. But all in all, lovely working machine. I'm so glad I've got it now after all that time of trying to work out how to get it over to England really happy with it really happy with it and I will make you play it when you come down
0: right bump your head on the front
1: of him play that you idiot you'll like it
0: Mm, I'll I'll give it another go top 100 arcade games
1: so we've mentioned a few and we talked about a few so the next sort of five to talk about in your list are
0: yes this is our top 100 games ever so my criteria for this, it's very simple. It's a game, if I haven't played it for a year or whatever, and I walk past it or I think about it, I will play it again. It draws me back. So that's these games. Yes, definitely. And they're usually very simple. You don't have to learn the levels again because my, my memory's like a bit bad. So Eyes, yes. a rock, Rockola game. I don't know what it is about that maze game, but I love it. We did that a while back. We both really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. Excellent thing. Mm. Star Force, which is one of the best vertical shoot 'em ups ever. Still, yes, I, think. I concur. I concur. Yes, very, very good, very, very good. And Rygar, which is a fantastic horizontal scroller kind of Golden Axe kind of beat 'em up, which I love. You do. I, I don't know what it is about that, but it draws me back. It's rock hard. The music, the sound, the color, mm-hmm. the atmosphere is really good. It's kind of creepy, kind of kind of weird.
1: I like the style, yeah. I wasn't too good at the yeah. game, but I like the style of mm. graphics and sounds. Great.
0: And it does have a knackered village, which everyone needs in a game. It does have a knackered village. Qbert, <laughs> which is a masterpiece. Let's face it, it's so good. Enough said. And one that you put me onto, which I just ignored as a kid. Yeah. Kicker, kicker a.k.a. Shaolin's Road. Now, that is just a pleasure to play. It's such a good game mechanic. It makes but, me happy
1: you like that game, because I love that yeah.
0: game. It's really good, yeah.
1: Oh, and the five in my the next five in my list, oddly enough, Kicker is one of the first ones Whoop. again. Uh, Iron Horse. I did try playing that again. I didn't get on so well with it this time. I love Iron Horse. It's it's like mm. a sort of green beret in the west on a train. What more could you want out of a game? Yeehaw, on, right cowboy!
0: Cowboys are great. Aren't Cowboys
1: they? are ace. Uh, and same thing again, Green Bertie, Green Beret, similar game from the same people. Uh, Jumping Jack, an old universal game, which is... Oh, yes, I'd forgot about that. It was added to the sixty-one from the 48-in-1 PCB. It was one of the games they put on the end of it. And it's an odd little game i never really played before, but really enjoy it. Not to be confused with Jumping Jack on the old 8-bit computers.
0: Yes. Mm. I like the music on that. I might put it on as one of my music quiz things. But, oh, uh, don't, oh, don't tell me that. Don't tell Victor. I won't, no. Okay.
1: The last one in my, uh, well, of this five, Cosmic Alien, which I have the warm out of. Another Universal game, which is ace. Really love it. It is good. So tell me about some of these games and your, your thoughts on them. I think you got to do Time Pilot.
0: Time Pilot. Time Pilot. Enough said.
1: Pilot of Time.
0: It is, without doubt. I'll say this is in my top 10 ever yes i never get bored of it it's it's just fantastic it's very very challenging it's got a great feel to it and once you get into it you can even though your ship is stationary in the middle it feels like you're flying through the clouds and around the planets and that but it's it i think it's not for everybody but it's just oh, a it game is. mechanic it's just a game mechanic that i love it's, well oh god god bloody god <laughs> I, I've, I've got to
1: agree wholeheartedly with you. When Vip was around the other day, we had a late evening session. I was doing something on the computer for him with his meme. And I said, oh, have you ever played Vectrex before? And I showed him my Vectrex and pulled it down, set it all up, and I put Vector Pilot in there, which mm. is the, the, the Vectrex version of it, which is a new homebrew game, which is absolutely amazing. And he absolutely loved it. I mean, this game is brilliant, I think, on all consoles. I don't think I've played it on all of them, but every version I've play- played, I will play again because I really enjoy it. It's such a great game. Brilliant. The only thing yeah. I don't like about Time Part is the actual UK or European arcade machine. I don't like the shape of the machine, but I like the American version of it. But the actual game itself, absolutely brilliant. Konami at its best.
0: Yeah. Yoshiki Okamoto Genius. did that. He did genius. He, he did Gyrus and he did 1942-3, that would be in my top ten. The man is fantastic, and he's still going today. He's still doing, um, what do you call them, mobile games today. Wow,
1: what a guy. So, one of my favourites, the next one in my list is actually Centipede, which we're going to talk about in a minute, so I won't bother with that. The next one is Frogger.
0: Yes, I like Frogger. Have I got that in mind? I have got that in mind. Do you
1: one. know what? Frogger, I just remembered, also shares something in common with Time Pilot for me they were both at swimming pools when I was a kid. Right. I used to go to school in Braunston, which is near rugby uh, in the Midlands when I was a kid. And it was like, uh, I think it was actually called a middle school then, but it's quite a lower school. And we used to have to go on a bus, a coach trip to go swimming once a week. And they had this in the cafe and we only had about five minutes before we had to go. And I was quite young, so I didn't have a lot of money on me. I think my mum used to give me 10p so I could play Frogger there. And I had a quickly play it because obviously we had to go all of us together had to go. And it was in there proper, actual, proper wooden-sided cab like the original arcade one. And that's where I first played Frogger. And that must have been about 1983. I, I couldn't yeah. have been older than nine or ten, yeah. So that was early on as well when I started playing arcade games. Absolutely loved Frogger. Such a great little game. And I've obviously made one into that little Frogger VFD game recently. I own an original PCB of it. I would like to have the actual cab. The actual cab isn't very big either. It's quite a small It's not quite a cabaret, but it's quite a mm. small cab. And it's got just wooden sided cab, but it's got really nice artwork on the front of it. And the frog is ace. And the game is just brilliant. I love playing it. It's such a simple premise. Really enjoy mm. Frogger. Really enjoy it.
0: Very good game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right, so we'll, we'll get through these as the weeks and years pass.
1: Yes, we will mark the ones we've done already. So try not to do them more than once.
0: Of my top 100 slots, 10, 20, 30, I'm up to 38 of my top 100 slots that I've filled in. And I keep changing it. I keep taking bits out and putting it back in. So. I think
1: I've got 55 so far. Mm. And they're going to be added to as well. So, yeah. This is a good feature. I like this feature. Strong feature. Yes. Strong like the fox. Or yes. Whatever. Or a really big elephant, maybe. Yes. i tell you what. What? Let's have a little bit of music. From a tinny
0: phone. La la la! It's music with time. Yes, we need to sort this out. No, it's fine. Love it. I, I mean, playing it. I tried. It's I tried, prog- tried playing a program that would play through Skype. Yeah, but it cuts off your mic. You have to, you have to swap, almost swap sound drivers. Oh, we
1: can't be doing that. Play it on a phone. Just put it near the mic. I love it like that. You're right, just like us. In Thanks. one. <laughs> a bully special like, prize.
0: Here we go, here we go. Yep.
1: But that is easy, that was Gradius or Nemesis. It's funky Ow <laughs> Get down at the post office, take it over the bridge. I don't know that one. That's a weird one. Yeah. Give me a clue, is it a fighting game?
0: No You nearly Ooh. got it then Take it down the post office What do you take down post offices and bridges and Letters Kind of Parcels Nearly Gyro but, um, I'm, you, I might be confusing you <laughs> okay, Anyway, go back come to back, some, one. No, come back to that one Give me number three Next one Pango Oh, you're good at this Yay I've this playing for a bit I don't know how much of this is Right Number four coming up after Pengo. Yeah, that's popcorn.
1: That's quite quite a famous old uh, tune. (laughs) Zevius. Yes. I like making that noise. Next one coming up. Last one. (laughs) Right. That's a Sega game. It's either Hang On or Enduro Racer.
0: You have to pick one. Hang On. Yes. Yes. I got four You're out of five. There's
1: only one I don't know. We will go yeah. back to that at the end of the show, and I'll. I have a little work what that one is.
0: I have a little bonus here. Yeah, oh, I got a bonus you can, one. See if we get this one. That's Bon Jobby. Yeah. John John, Dave Bon Jobby, that is. Yeah. Someone has upset him and oh. uh, is saying he's given them a bad name or something. Oh, yeah. Give love a bad name. And he's he's some, a, some he's girl.
1: a hot, shot through the heart. That sounds painful.
0: Yeah. yeah. He's bon. pl- he needs
1: a plaster on that, Band-Aid.
0: I thought we could do with a bit of Bon Jobby on the podcast.
1: Absolutely.
0: Europe next week, perhaps. Final Countdown. Absolutely. Mm. Okay. Anyway, so we'll come back to that um, Paperboy... Oh. (laughs) We'll come back to the... (laughs) (laughs) it Maybe maybe you won't come
1: back to it, because I know it's Paperboy now. I I wouldn't have got that. You wouldn't have. I'm going to leave that in so the listeners know what a nincompoop you are. Well... I wouldn't have got that, mate. I wouldn't have got that. So let's just Mm -hmm. say I got four out of five. That's not bad going, is it?
0: Mm. Yeah. Oh, dear.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Featured Game Review. This game is great. Simple as that. Should we just leave it there. It's great. This game is absolutely fantastic.
1: And it is Centipede, Atari 1980. It has a 6502 processor, it uses a pokey, 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 for sound. It's 256 by 240 resolution. Designed by Ed Logg and Donna Bailey. Game came in full upright, a Euro cabinet, a cabaret, and a cocktail cabinet. The full upright is the same shape as Dig Dug, Kangaroo, and Arabian. The cabaret is the same as Dig Dug and Tempest. The cocktail is the same as Asteroids, Asteroids Lux, and Missile Command, and probably a few others. I hmm. like different games in different shaped cabs. Gotta get them all. I also found is a good source of cabinet shapes on John's Arcade. There's a link in the show notes which shows you what a cab looks like from the side in sort of silhouette version because they're very different the Atari ones, mm. but they use a few for similar games. Yeah, you mean different games in the same shape cabs? Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. thank you, sir. <laughs> the game uses a trackball for movement and a single fire button to shoot, and it sounds just like this. <laughs>
0: that's exactly yeah, how it sounds. Actually, it, it sounds
1: just like this. Gameplay. You manoeuvre a head-shaped avatar around the bottom quarter of the vertical playfield. It's a vertical yeah. screen as well. With a trackball and fire at a centipede that snakes its way down the screen at you. If you shoot the centipede in the middle, it splits and you now have two centipedes coming at you. And furthermore. Yikes. The playfield is also littered with mushrooms that can be shot to be removed. Four hits are required to make them disappear. When a centipede runs into a mushroom or part of a mushroom or the edge of the screen, it descends one line and reverses direction. Spiders also fly, spiders, Spiders. say it properly, also fly around your play area. Well, they crawl. They don't fly. They crawl around your area quickly from left to right and right to left in a diagonal pattern. If a centipede or spider hits you, you die. Die. When there are less than five mushrooms in your movement area, it, it changes on different levels, actually. Yeah. A flea drops down the screen, dropping new mushrooms after the first level. This is not natural. Fleas cannot produce mushrooms. I know this for a fact. I've done research (laughs) on my pet fleas. You can kill the flea as it falls, but it's quick and you need to hit it twice. The only other opponent in the game is a scorpion, which travels across the screen, and as it hits mushrooms, it poisons them. When a centipede hits a poisoned mushroom, it immediately heads down the screen at increased speed. When a centipede or centipedes get to the very bottom, they travel back up your play area, then back down again in your play area. Each time they make it across the screen, another single segment of centipede joins the screen. Basically, shoot everything and anything that moves that kills you. Except the scorpion, you can't actually... It can't get to you. It, it always, it's always above you. But you can shoot it.
0: Mm. When you lose a life, all of the poisonous mushrooms are turned back to normal mushrooms. That's very good. That. That's the noise it makes. Yeah. <laughs> So so that kind of helps so that you don't get the diving down centipede again. And the centipede resets and returns to the top of the screen. Right, the levels, this is how the. Le- well, I, I call them levels, but it's just different attack waves of the centipede. Mm-hmm. This is. Actually, this is wrong. It, that's uh, that's oh, useful. Yes. <laughs> first, Go the on. first level. The first level. Has a twelve segment centipede, right? Yes. Uh huh. The second and third levels, once you kill that centipede, has an eleven segment centipede and one stray head.
1: Head. Yep. Yes.
0: So you've got really, you've got two separate moving things to shoot. Yeah. And it carries on like that. The fourth and fifth level has a ten segment centipede with two stray heads. Yeah. And then it goes on like. Eventually, you, you get like just like I say, a four segment centipede with eight stray heads and eventually you'll get twelve heads. So twelve objects descending on you. And it gets quite quick and quite mad. And we've been sent a PDF book by Charlie. A whole
1: book, a whole book on this game. The guy hundred and fifty
0: five page book.
1: Literally wrote the book on centipede.
0: It's a nineteen eighty-two book. And it's called The Video Master's Guide to Centipede by Ron DuBren. This guy is brilliant. This, this book, we've only just got this book in about the last like five or six hours today, yeah, so I haven't read a lot it of it. It's absolutely. Fa- Do you know what? What? I've just invented something, Vic. Oh, go on. I have invented the Ten Pence Knighthood. Is he getting a knighthood? We're going to knight this guy. Ron DuBren, come forward. With, have you got a sword? Uh, a sword? A sword. I got a collection of swords. Let's
1: give them some fancy music as well. Sir Ron, you are knighted with the tenpence sword.
0: The detail that this book goes into is incredible, and that's how I know that that thing I've just said is wrong. The first cycle, there's two cycles apparently of the centipede attacks.
1: There's bikes in it. Yes. Ooh. You not see them? Centipedes on
0: bikes. Whatever next? <laughs> By the 12th wave, you, you kill every... Wait, actually, it's not the 12th wave. It's 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, Just well, yeah, keep one. going. No one will ever try. Never
1: check. Let's keep okay. going.
0: Okay. So 16 attack waves with centipedes, and then it resets to a 12-headed... Sorry, a 1-long 12-part centipede. Watch so you've out got, for centipedes. You've got to kill 16 of them before you get to the second cycle, and then it's a bit different.
1: Okay. I never got that far, so it doesn't really matter to me.
0: I think by looking at people's scores, there's a sort of a bottleneck of scores, and people are getting towards the end of killing the first cycle of centipedes, but not quite doing it. Because that's when and it wh- gets hard, and that's why people are dying a lot. And when you, if you make it through, which I did once, no, no twice, yeah. then you can add like 10,000 to your score. Kind yeah, because it gets
1: sort of a little bit easier, I suppose. Yeah. Again, it's sort of, yeah. A lot of those old games do have waves, don't they? I think Defender mm. does that. It gets to a certain stage and it calms down again. I think mm. Frogger does as well. In loads of old games, they, get, they head up to really fast, frantic speed. And when you hit that sort of mountain and get over it, then you're back to normal again. And then it obviously speeds up again and it just goes through waves. Yeah, cool. Yes. So play Tips and Secrets. Yeah, go on. Give yours first and I'll give some of mine
0: yeah keep to the bottom part of the sc- uh, sorry keep the bottom part of the screen free from mushrooms as far as you can yep. because when when it gets busy down the bottom there you don't want centipede heads bumping into them and bumping into you
1: yeah it makes it harder doesn't it
0: and you don't have to batter the fire like a cretin or a cretin if you're in america yes in tight situations, keep your finger pressed on the button and you can shoot extremely fast. The game has one bullet on the screen at a time rule, which is like Galaxia and all them old shooters. Yep. But you can fire extremely fast when the last bullet has expired. You know, if if you're if a centipede's coming down at you, 12 segments, just keep your finger on the fire button and you'll kill them all.
1: Yeah, really quick. It's such, it's, uh, it's a good feeling when you get them all quickly like that as well, isn't it? It's and it's satisfying. lightning fast. Yes, yeah.
0: So, but don't use it, don't overuse that. Don't keep your finger on the fire button all the time because no. you need to get single accurate shots off quite No
1: often. need! <laughs> no. So, for me, hit the spider as close to you as possible, especially on the earlier round when it's slower for maximum points because as, as it gets further away, it gets less points. Don't hang around the side of the screen unless you're at the very bottom. The spider has an annoying habit of running into you there a lot. Use vertical tunnels of mushrooms to trap centipedes in and shoot them to death quickly. Yes. Remove mushrooms from the main area, like you said, but leave five in your player area. That's on the first few levels, and it it gains after that to stop the flea appearing and cluttering up your place with damn fungi. It's a fungi. Spiders flap around from left to right, moving diagonally and up and down, but never in reverse from the direction they're travelling. Use this to your advantage. If a spider has passed you from left and you're on the right of it, it cannot hit you. It cannot go back. This supplies vice versa too. And here we've got some cool survival strategies on strategywiki.org, and that is in the show notes.
0: Yeah. How do you
1: control your trackball? With the palm of your hand or with your fingers, Mr Marland? Depends how quickly you need to move from your disembodied head. Yes. If I want to move quickly, I swipe it. If I'm yeah. moving just carefully to get the flea, line up the flea, I just fingertips... Very lightly
0: on the fingertips. I'm just reading this this book of Ron's. Stop right? reading Ron's book and There's do the a the
1: podcast, you fool!
0: What he says, he gives you Sir three. Ron. Sir Ron gives you three survival strategies. If you're crap, he, he hasn't put crap. he's put beginner, yeah, intermediate or expert. So crap is not actually, ice. Not, it's not crap. No, hang on. Where are we? I should have done this. Crap is six thousand. Sorry. Beginner is 6,000 to 20,000.
1: Yeah, I'm slightly above that, just.
0: Yeah, so he gives you a strategy for that. Then intermediate mm-hmm. is 20,000 to 80,000, which I'm in. Yeah,
1: that's and me And he gives as you well.
0: strategy for that. Advanced is 80,000 to 300,000. Ooh. And expert is 300,000 plus. Now, have you heard of the side feed? Side feed? Yeah, it's called the side feed. Is that where when? someone
1: spoons biscuits into you from the side?
0: No, but I'd go for that.
1: What, having, when? A, having a, a, a biscuit spooned into you? Not okay. on a
0: spoon, not on a spoon, maybe on a stick.
1: Or a label. Ladle. <laughs> what are we on
0: about? I don't anyway, know, carry on. The side feed. Yeah, go on is when the centipede a segment of centipede gets to the bottom of the screen yes. and starts its way back up one more segment of centipede comes into your play area the area which you can move yeah i hate that if you
1: leave it too long there's loads of them in there and it's it's horrible
0: now that is set at about every 3 seconds yeah if you don't shoot it another piece of centipede will appear yes. and the longer you leave it without clearing it the time decreases the oh, side and I think it gets down to less than a second. So you just you just get destroyed because you cannot kill everything.
1: No, there's too many then, running around the place. Because I, I did that the other day, and I, I kept missing when I was trying to get it to leave one in there. If you leave one in there, you just kill spiders and just keep mm. killing the next one. But I left it too long, and there was loads. It was really crowded in there. I just couldn't move. It just got killed. It's impossible.
0: And th- this is a kind of timer that goes goes down to nothing, but it doesn't reset. So if you... You're, you're struggling to kill everything in that bottom area, you kill everything. And then you get the next centipede gets to the bottom of the screen that they'll start coming in quicker because of this timer is still set very low. So what this, what Sir Ron reckons is and what Charlie Farr reckons is sometimes kill yourself. Because yeah. it's, it's not worth starting this time you're ticking down. You, yeah. you want it about three seconds so you've got more chance to clear the mushrooms.
1: I suppose expert players as well. When you're getting an extra life every 12,000, it doesn't take that long to get extra lives. Mm. And you can get up to a maximum of seven, I believe. So just killing yeah, yourself you're getting a life yeah. pretty quick, can't you?
0: Uh, do you know of any other games where it goes up to a maximum number of lives and then doesn't go any more, but you can build it back up? To Seven Knives.
1: Yeah, there are a few games, and I think nearly all 8-bit games max out at 255, and then you go out to zero again, or it crashes or whatever. That's the problem 8-bit's had. And I can't think of any at the moment, but I'm sure there's lots of other games that only give you a maximum of so many, and then as you lose them, you can gain them back up again.
0: It's a very clever idea, another another good design idea, I think. Obviously,
1: the marathon players know all about this, and they can just keep getting them back up. So mm. the graphics and sound, is very, very simple, very basic, because it's 1980. Uh, but it doesn't matter. It's frantic gameplay that counts. Very colourful. The palette changes each time a new centipede enters the game. So it's very sort of pastel-y colours, which I think is uh, what Donna Bailey brought to the game. Because yeah. they, they were trying to sort of bring this to both sexes as well. And they did, because I mean, I've, I've seen loads of women play centipede. They really enjoy it. So it's great mm. for that aspect as well. Um, sounds are very basic, but they get your heart racing when things hotten up. Just like those old games, you know, the, the thud of Space Invaders or Asteroids. It's got that sort of thing, and when a spider comes, it makes that, that funny noise that I like making.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> that sounds like a 1920s version of it. <laughs> he was doing the Charleston. But they get your heart racing as things hotten up, which is quickly very quickly so the score in this game very low 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 scoring game But some of our listeners have got very high scores so mushroom you get one point when destroyed or or five points when regenerating upon losing a life Mm. when you die you get this sound as the mushrooms are regenerated on screen all poison mushrooms are turned back to normal on dying so it gives you a quick chance Uh, When you hit a centipede, 10 points on the body or 100 points for the head. Uh, Fleas, 200 points as they descend down the screen. Spiders, uh, 300, 600 or 900 points, depending on how close the player shoots it. So if it's very close to you, you get more points. As it's further away, less points. And scorpions, when they fly around the screen, 1,000 points each. 1,000 points scorpion. Oh, yes.
0: Sir Ron says, don't bother trying to get the scorpions too much because you've got enough on your plate trying to clear the mushrooms and clear the centipedes. Do you know what? He says you, you can waste too much time.
1: Sir Ron knows his business. He knows his onions and his centipedes, that guy.
0: 155 pages on one basic game. Wow. But it's such a good read, I'm going to read it in bed tonight.
1: Uh, if we can post the link, that'd be quite cool, wouldn't it?
0: Yes. Hopefully.
1: And hopefully, a listener will get you that book mm. so you can improve your centipede game. It is very so, very good. Scores. We've got lots of scores here. So yes. Giggity, nine thousand one hundred and ten. Giggity. Mini missile. Oh the missile's back. Mini missile yes. number one, nine thousand three hundred and twenty-six. Great score for a kid. Mini missile number two, even better score for a kid. Eleven thousand two seventy one. Stacy King, seventeen thousand odd. He is Jimmy. I am Jimmy. Twenty uh, nineteen thousand odd. I Nail was playing, playing
0: with uh, Jimmy last night and I took a photo of that for him. I said, you've got to, got to submit a score, Jimmy. And he did.
1: Neil 20-5, 20,700 20, odd. Ross Ross, 26,000 odd. Tronads, 27,000 odd. Carl Parry, 32,000 odd. Paul McCaskey, 32,000 odd. Mark K, 34,000. Chris Mooncrestor Bootleg, 35,000. Mark Appy Dude, 39,000 dead. Tactical Genius, 40,400 odd. Tagster, 41,900 odd. None of us have been here yet. We're doing well. Mm. Cinecaster, 45,000. Rob Player Missile, dad of missiles, (laughs) 45,200 odd. Nick Shaw, who's also known as the Silver Smurfer, 46,000 odd. Me, I improved my score, 49,683. Then we have Ian Cullen, 55,800 odd. And then you, sir... 58,454. Good score. Not bad. Ah, I bet he's annoyed about this. Charlie Farr in second place. 285,570. Which is good, but not as good as Tyke. Steve Tyke. 606,205 points.
0: He's done that. I haven't met him, but Charlie Farr met him. He's done that at Arcade Club last week, Yeah. and it's it's still on the scoreboard. And And David was saying it was amazing watching him play. And he hadn't played on a proper cab, he said, for 30 years. Oh, my uh, God.
1: He is first, so good. First time going back to it. Well done, Steve. That is an amazing score for a game with the maximum points you can get for one kill is 1,000 points. Mm. that's not bad, is it? He killed that same thing 606 times. Obviously not. But that's really good. Really good scores. And the world record of this is by the amazing Don Hayes, yes. who's got records left, right and centre in America. Uh, I found out he lives in Wyndham, New Hampshire. So he lives in America, obviously, uh, near Funspot. Because so that's in New Hampshire. I don't know how close it is, but it's no wonder he can play so well if he plays at Funspot. Games there, Mm. he scored a world record of seven million one hundred eleven thousand one hundred eleven points under tournament rules on the arcade version of Centipede, November the fifth, year two thousand. The world record marathon score, different settings on the arcade version of Centipede, was get this sixteen million three hundred eighty nine thousand five hundred forty seven thousand points by Jim Schneider of the USA on June eleventh, two thousand and four bearing in mind you can only have seven extra lives at one time yeah how long was he playing at it like 16 million for goodness sake
0: i watched charlie Farr get down to one life last night and then he built it back up to about five wow and it's the we've said this before it's the accuracy yeah. and he's very very good with his balls yeah <laughs> yeah it's just shooting stuff really quick really accurate You keep can... the bottom area clear
1: Because it's a trackball game, I think it makes the game. If it was a joystick, it'd be rubbish. And we'll get there's a few games that are similar, use joystick, not as good. But the trackball is very precise, isn't it? Mm. It's very quick when you swipe it, and it's very precise when you just gently nudge it with your fingers. So you can line up shots quite well. And our David is very accurate. That's why he's a Galaxian world champion, obviously. Mm. So yeah, they're they're the world records. Now, the cabinet art. We always go into cabinet art, and we're disappointed, sadly, when we get no cabinet art on a game. But Mm. this one is absolutely beautiful. The full upright is a beautiful example of how Atari were the top cab builders back in the day. It's got white-sided full artwork on the side of it, of an evil fanged centipede sneaking its body around trippy psychedelic mushrooms. But even the wooden-sided cabaret has optional artwork. Uh, this is a, as iconic as Space Invaders, Pac-Man, or Asteroids for me. I remember this it's, all yeah, the time in the arcade. it is
0: brilliant. The marquee is fantastic, as everything is beautiful on this game.
1: Really, really nice. Back in those days, the original artwork was actually painted. Obviously not on computers and Photoshop and all this sort of stuff that we use nowadays, but they are actually painted pieces of art, and they're amazing. There's it's a, a lot of that book as well, the art of Atari. Some mm. ace pictures in there, and it's just so good. That sort of late seventies, early eighties Atari artwork, second to none. My favourite kind of artwork. That brilliant. So got a bit Trev on this Trev. The designers were looking to make the game female friendly, as I said. And Donna Bailey said she liked pastel colours and wanted to make it look different, visually arresting. This worked because the game was one of the first to have a decent amount of female players. It also didn't need any sexist bows or pinks on the centipede either. Rather like Ms. Mm Pac-Man.
0: Also, there are four... Did you notice this? There's four ROM revisions in MAME. I have
1: got something to say about that, so yes, I did know.
0: Did they keep tweaking the gameplay to make it the perfection it is now? I don't know. Maybe.
1: Right. We're going to talk about the four different versions. I don't know how they differ, but what I've noticed... and. I got a reasonable score, so I can't complain or blame it on that. But the version I've got in my machine, I don't know what version it is. Because the only way to find out what version you've got, unless you really know the game, is to pull an EEPROM from the PCB, put it in an EEPROM burner, and check the the data on it. Because you can use MAME to test what version you've got, and it will tell you, what version it is that it uses yeah. for the data, and I didn't do that. So I don't know what version I'm using, but we had to give a version for players to play on main. And the one at Arcade Club, I can consistently get 40-odd thousand on there without sort of really trying too hard. But this one I've got here, which is my PCB is on loan from Phil Murray, my mate, and um, I'm not sure what version it is, but it just seems more difficult and I watched a video of a really good player getting like 800,000 points on YouTube, and I noticed on the bottom of the screen, you know when you get the single centipede? It was just going backwards and forwards, and it wasn't repeating. It wasn't generating another one. So unless there was some jiggery-pokery going on, I don't know. So at Arcade Club, I was playing it a while back before I had my cabinet, and I was getting better and better and better at it, and I was sort of progressing. But on this one, I'm not so good at it, and it just seems hard. I don't know why... The spider seems mm. to track me easier. It keeps crashing into me easier. And I don't know if it's me excusing myself. I, I try not to, you know, either good at a game or not. But what you'll have to do is when you come down, play it, and see what you think, because you've obviously been right. playing it and you've done quite well on it. But I think the ROM revisions may be harder or, or easier. I don't know, because there's only two settings. It's hard and easy. And there's certain mm. criteria for hard and easy, so I don't know. But also, the dip switch settings on my board are a bit funny. They're not quite working properly. because so when I tried to put it on the dip switch setting for 12,000 for an extra life, it came up 20,000 on the screen. So I thought, oh, I must have gotten around the wrong way. I tried 20,000, and it was still 20,000. So my one had to have 10,000 on it. And I'm sure Mr. Trollers is going to get onto me about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's all that, I could I do.
1: That's all I could do, because you know it's a PCB. I've only got one PCB, and I haven't got a trackball for main. So I had to play it like that. But when you get... That score, another 2,000, which isn't very much, so yeah, whatever, I don't mind. It's any a game. Mm. But I, I did better than usual. I, that one score was probably my standout score on that machine. And that machine's PCB, it wasn't saving high scores before. And it had a top score from someone before who'd played it of 54,000. And now, yeah. for some reason, it's got my high scores now. I think my high score now is obviously 49,000. But the old scores aren't there, and I haven't deleted the scores because there's something you can do in test mode where you hold some buttons and it deletes all the scores from the EA ROM memory. And I haven't done that because I do not want to ruin you know, if there's any scores on there by Phil or whatever. I didn't want to change his scores. But for some reason, they've all gone, and that's got my scores in there. So there's something screwy going on with that board somewhere. I don't know what it is, but there's some little error somewhere. But it still plays fine unless mm. I've got I a rogue it, board one of them dodgy wonky ROMs
0: could be a wonky
1: ROM Wonky ROM.
0: I think actually it plays quite well with a mouse, I think most of our listeners I know you have made that trackball for me so I was loving that yeah. I think most of our listeners was playing with a mouse and I had a quick go and I think you yeah, can get quite accurate than a joystick, with a mouse
1: isn't it? a lot better than yeah. a joystick
0: mm. you need
1: the accuracy for this game I think you do so the ports and sequels um, Millipede Appeared two years later with f- a few differences, improvements. Same trackball and one-button configuration, though.
0: I've been playing that a bit as well.
1: I'm going to get into Millipede, I think. I prefer Centipede. It's purer.
0: Yeah, it is. There's a lot more going on in Millipede, different attack ways and stuff. It yeah. is good,
1: but okay. I prefer Centipede. So there's some clones of this, which aren't really... There's only one clone, as far as I know. There's a game called Slither, apparently is a clone, but I couldn't get it to work on MAME. It was stuck in the settings, so I'm not sure it's just my version of MAME. But that's mm. a that's a really rare cabinet to get, I think, Slither. It might have only been yeah. a prototype, I don't know. And the other one is War of the Bugs or Monstrous Maneuvers in a Mushroom Maze. <laughs> say yes. that with a mouthful of peas. Mm. Released by Food and Fun Corp or Armenia in 1981. Now I've got this game. I've actually got it. It's on the Macro Galaxia multi-game, which I've got in one of my little cabarets. And it's um it's a reasonable clone, it looks very similar to Centipede, bit different graphics. Uh, but loses a lot because you have to play it with a joystick or buttons. There's no centerpiece right. There's no trackball, sorry, for it. So you've got to play it with a joystick, you know, conventional controls. And it, it's not as good because you need that trackball movement. That's what really does make this game, I think. Mm. It also came out on every single computer and console ever. That's how iconic it is. And, my, and MB even made a snazzy-looking board game of it, which I've never played. Yeah, there's quite a few of
0: them board games, aren't they?
1: Do you know what? When we went, when VIP was round and his wife on Easter weekend, we went to we were in Hackney or near Hackney, and we went to the uh, it's the Museum of Childhood, and it's actually loads of toys. <laughs> it's a really cool museum of toys and sort of you know different exhibits and stuff. It's got loads of like you know our era seventies and eighties toys in there as well, and they actually had um, a new thing of board games. You know, like Ludo and chess and all sorts of old, really old board games to modern board games. And they had the Pac Man board game there. And yeah. it's got little Pac Man characters. When you go around, you, you, you know, shake a dice or whatever and get your six. And you can move six places or whatever. And it actually eats up these little marbles, which are the dots on the screen. And the other players play the ghosts. It looks really cool. I don't know if it actually plays, but it looks really
0: cool. It's really snazzy. Oh, like, yeah, sounds that's good. good. All right, overall thoughts and improvements. Okay, gives your take first. I've got a few things to say about this. This well. game is blinking fantastic.
1: Blinking fantastic. I like and it. is a,
0: immediately in my top 10 of all time. Okay. Because of the trackball control, I've always dismissed this as a novelty shoot 'em up, but <gasps> I've never i've never been able to control the avatar well when i did play it as a kid but after putting loads of practice in i've become better with the trackball and all of a sudden it clicks and you think god this is good and it feels great to use the game is perfect in my opinion the sound the simplistic graphics with the changing color palettes the difficulty level the gameplay design as how it gets how it's fair but it constantly gets more difficult and they're and you've just got to keep getting better. The cab, everything. I will keep coming back to this game for a long time to come. Thank you for picking this, Vic. It is fantastic. Excellent. I echo everything you just said. Also, one other thing. With the
1: trackball, which is obviously the main part of this game, you need a decent trackball. If you've got a really mm. jinky trackball that's got dirt in it and rusty... Because and, in the trackball, it uses the ball and it rotates rather like an upside-down mouse. And it rotates mm. these little wheels, which has got like an encoder, and it uses light to you know, work out where, where the thing is. It's got X and Y. And if you've got like dirty lens or the trackball's messy or the, the actual roll as it goes on with bearings gets worn out over time because you're obviously moving this wooden ball over these things, it wears the metal, it wears like big divots in, in the trackball shafts. Mm. And you can actually get kits to rebuild your trackball. When I got my one, it was pretty worn And I cleaned the trackball. I I didn't make new shafts for it because they're not too badly worn. They're quite well bedded in, which makes a good trackball. And I actually cleaned the bearings. I put them in in three-in-one oil for a while overnight and cleaned all the bearings, and it works really nicely. So that really makes a good game if you've got a decent trackball because otherwise the movement gets all shaky and you can't do precise movements. You need a good trackball. So if you ever get a trackball, do a refurb on it. It doesn't take long to do it. Everyone can do it. It's really good. An improvement, I think, if they had a proper centipede two, not millipede, centipede two, I think you'd have power-ups in the game. Yeah. Rather like what Jeff Minter did with his grid runner game. If you've ever played it on iOS, it's a really cool little game. Loads of tw- yeah. pickups on it and stuff. But you could have falling power-ups, maybe when you kill the flea, whatever. Maybe a laser to blast a full length screen through the mushrooms. A spider oh, yeah. a spider smart bomb, because I ate them spiders or maybe some anti-bonus downgrades, perhaps, that maybe bring on two spiders at a time, or something that doubles the size of the centipede when you hit it rather than reducing it. Oh, I don't like them things. I don't yeah. like them... Yeah, but it make a good gameplay, so you obviously try and avoid mm. the anti-weapons. You know, it'd be a different colour mm. maybe or something, so you hit it by accident. But yeah, the possibilities are endless in, a, in a, you know, a new version of the game. But can somebody, one of our ACE programmers out there, use the original code... Don't worry about the copyrights. I didn't say that. But don't worry about the copyrights. <laughs> and just do what the Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. remixes have had done to them. Use the original hardware. Just add some memory or whatever space you need for it and build on the original game with some
0: extra bits and bobs. That would be absolutely fantastic. Please, thank you. In Millipede, right, which I found out last night or last week.
1: Yeah. You've got a smart the... one, haven't you? DDT.
0: Yeah, and you also got A slowdown. There's like it maybe lasts two or three seconds. It's really useful. I don't know how you trigger it. I've done it three or four times. Yeah, that game sort of goes
1: a bit more deeper into the centipede gameplay, doesn't it?
0: There's a lot of score mechanics in millipede. I think did Mm. no quarter no quarter cover it or I believe so. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think I think both have actually. Mm. So we'll have to leave it a bit now anyway. But it's another great trackball
0: game to play. Yeah, cool. So overall, twenty eight out of ten. I food. think it's brilliant. I shouldn't have ignored, shouldn't have ignored it as a kid. But now, what, 20, 30 years later, I love it.
1: I'm glad it took me probably a year to make that trackball for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's brilliant as well. You yeah. can play other trackball games. There's quite a few good ones, and you can also use a trackball as a spinner. It works quite well as a spinner, doesn't it? Well, it will work
0: as a driving game as well, won't it? As I a, as so. a st- it's
1: analog, so yeah, probably.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, I forget I'm pole position. I love pole position. Mm. Home computer and console arcade ports.
1: This game, Hydora by Loco Melito, Another one by Locomelito Games.
0: I didn't have time, but I've watched quite a bit of it on YouTube, and it does look good. It looks, like you say, a mega. bit like Nem- Nemesis Gradius. Yeah, it's a mega a game. game.
1: This is by, if you haven't heard already, a Spanish developer. It was also behind They Came From Verminest. Uh, music by Griser87. This is an HSEU. Horizontally scrolling, shoot 'em up That's the one. Very much in the vein of Nemesis Gradius. As my learned friend there has just said. (laughs) But better. Dare I say it. But better. Yes. The graphics are very 16-bit. The music is great. Driving tunes and beefy sound effects. You can change your key settings if you're a heathen keyboard warrior. This is a PC game, by the way. But you can obviously play through an arcade cab or whatever. Which is a great way to play it. Uh... And the game seems to pick up any plugged in joysticks or joypads, no problem. I just put a USB joystick in it, works fine. It's, of course, an eight way game with two buttons fire and special, which is a bomb type thing. Throughout the game, when you kill the usual onslaught of baddies, you pick up small coloured orbs. Green improves the primary weapon, red improves the secondary weapon, purple is a one hit shield. Mm. If you fall in some soup, it will get you out of the soup. Very nice. Blue, turbo units. Yellow, special power units. Red heart is an extra life. And orange appears after you've taken out the end of level boss. You get an extra weapon. This is a new weapon. The first one is a bomb, rather like Greatest when it drops the bombs, or like Scramble, when it drops the bombs down. Yeah. It doesn't fly across the bottom of the ground, though, as far as I know. It may do have to power it up a bit, I'm not sure. Of course, you lose weapons if you die, too. I hate this on shooters, when you're left vulnerable. But on this game, you shoot pretty quick, and you power up again quite quickly, so it's not really a problem. They've sort of got over that. There are also secrets in the game, which I've found one so far out of six. Apparently, something special happens if you get all six. Uh, If you get close to unexpected places, you can pick up bonus points for that too. Like if you squeeze into an area, you get extra points, and the points flash up on the screen, you get it. So I squeezed in over a rock at the top of the screen and got a point sound, which sort of did something good, I think. You can also rise in rank if you complete missions without dying. You get hints at the end of the game where some of them are. There's a map room where you can rise through the levels where taking certain paths, which like some of the later Gradius games I think you can do.
0: Yeah, and Darius. Yeah. Yep.
1: And you have five save points only, so use them wisely. You can't save too many times in this game, which is good. The game is beautiful and sounds great. I particularly like the cutscenes at the start where your enemy boss gives you a quick pep talk over a hammy voice acting, which I really like. I say hammy... I like that sort of thing in a game. It's over-the-top sort
0: of acting. It's brilliant. Beam, beam, that verminess thing, the trailer for that, is really good, is Oh, isn't it? it's B-movie kind of stuff, it's yeah. It's
1: amazing. It's really good. As per some of Locomolito's other games, there's a screen mode where you can pick window modes, full, proportional, that sort of stuff. You can even turn scan lines on and off and VSync for performance enhancement. So it's got loads of stuff in there. And some hints from me so far, I've not been playing it that often... But it's challenging, but not too difficult. It does You do progress. Uh, I tend to stay back and use the power of your shots. They travel right across the whole of the screen, and you can fire quite quickly. And you can shoot stuff miles away from you. The game does seem quite difficult, but challenging hard, not nails hard. Mm. Concrete nails. Oof. I'm progressing on it, and it's a great candidate for an arcade cabinet. I'll definitely be going on my Naomi with it. And you, sir, right. need to download it and play it. Some of the games are really cool, really good for this section as well. So that's great.
0: Yeah, I, I just run out of time and just end up playing arcade games all the time.
1: There's nothing wrong with that.
0: Mm-hmm. Next show's game.
1: Right, let's ne- do it.
0: Right, I know you're not going to be. <laughs> yeah, overly... you
1: picked, You picked Phoenix. Well, oh, you haven't. No, you're not oh. going to be
0: overly pleased. I've been thinking of this one for ages, years, in fact, and I'm going to pick it because it's one of my favourites. I haven't played it for quite a long time, so I'm going to have to get back into
1: it. Harumph.
0: A big harumph already. It yes. is an overhead racing game called Road Fighter. Road, I'm a road Fighter, Twisted Road Fighter, from Konami 1984. We use ROM set number one and the default settings, which are number of opponents, normal. Speed of opponents, fast. Reduction of fuel, normal. No continue is allowed.
1: We never use continues, everyone. Never use no. them. So, this Road is a, fire.
0: Hmm. It's a Twitch driving game. It's a dodging game, really.
1: If it's like... Uh, with it a joystick.
0: With a joystick, not with a steering wheel.
1: What was that horrible game I didn't like? Where you jump, bump, um, jump bug.
0: It's like jump. jump
1: Bug. You're getting a bump, young man. It's a lot better. It better be. Okay, so get your scores in on the hashtag 10 Score or on Facebook as a comment or carry a pigeon. Just get your scores to us. We love you (laughs) playing with us. And that's about the end of the podcast. So I shall bid you farewell and adieu. (laughs) Thank you for listening, kids. We'll
0: catch you next time.
1: Bye. You can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes and leave feedback at www.10pens.k.play.uk. You can email me at vertvic at tenpence uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at tenpence and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered.